Welcome to My Fantasy Husband. That's me. A podcast where I convince my husband to read my favorite fantasy novels and give his opinions on them. As a man. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Casey. And today we have recurring guest, Matt. And he's on the show today to talk about Crown of Midnight Ooh, by we Sarah J. Mass. Here Book we number go. Two. Book two. So, yeah. So we have uh, moved on from Throne of Glass, the first book. And today we are talking about Crown of Midnight, the first, only the first part. So chapters one through 29. Yeah, this one's split into actual parts, right? It actually is. Yeah. So we followed the book. We followed the queen, Sarah J. Mass, <laughs> And she said to stop at chapter 29. So we did. That's what we did. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't know what happens in the second half, but uh, <laughs> I think it was a good place to stop. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously spoilers for first half of Crown of Midnight and for all of Throne of Glass in case we want to talk about any of that stuff. So Cool. I was about to say, before we get started, we know we, we have some goals. Last episode went really long. It was really chaotic. Yep. We had lots of wine before. So this and, time we And decided... I was on cold medicine. So it was in caffeine. It was a whole thing. So this time we don't have cold medicine or caffeine, but just as much wine. Yep. Absolutely wine. But I I think that, that this episode, we're going to try to stay under the two hour mark. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're going to say more on topic, but talk about less of just the pure plot, more of we the We want to know, listen, ladies, we want to know what hey, Matt they, thinks hey, about the romance. We know, we know men are listening to this. That's too. true. Yeah. I will say the analytics are crazy. It's like split half and half. Yeah. Hello, listeners from Australia and Ireland. Yes. Yeah. We have some international listeners. So hello to all of you. Hopefully we'll add some more in the coming <laughs> weeks. But yeah. Um, but yeah. So we're going to try to be more on topic of the podcast which is <laughs> less on topic of the plot of no i i just <laughs> wanted to preface this so we're in the, we're in the right mindset going into this this is not just um regardless of what one of our friends said this is not just spark notes <laughs> friend for of the, the book. podcast yeah fr friend of the podcast and of the people um but it's my thoughts on them and that's the important part oh and we're ready because let me let me just tell you oh man matt has a lot of thoughts well, this book is so much better. Yeah, it is. Like she, I told you it oh, would be. Man, yeah. So, yeah, I have a lot of thoughts. I think we'll be fine. <sighs> yes, we have we have a lot to discuss. So, I think we just go ahead and jump on in. All right, um, let's do it. So, we're gonna start. Well, before we start on the book itself, um, we're gonna do our little segment of judge a book by its cover. Oh, so, yeah. Matt looked at the cover before he read a single page of this. Now, I don't know. Are you judging the book based on what you know from Throne of Glass? Yeah. I, okay. So I, I kind of went halfway with it because okay. I was like, I can't not have Throne of Glass in my head. Yeah. So I know what her name is. I know mm -hmm. it's Selena. Yeah. But I kept it as emo girl just, just for continuity. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. But here, here is me judging the book by its cover. Again, okay. this is the paperback version, version mm -hmm. two, mm -hmm. I believe. Yeah. We established. Um, so the front cover um is emo girl is back um she has the same swords the the two swords that she didn't use in the first book which i'm disappointed about um but she might use both swords here we'll see same belt buckle she won that rodeo still showing it off <laughs> she's proud of it <laughs> neither are explained book one but hey that that's fine um what's new is the red cape 
mm-hmm. from Hot Topic, Doctor Strange costume, oh my <laughs> red cape. She has a fresh fingerless glove on the left hand. Oh, really? I've the, never noticed oh, that. I notice it. It's underneath like her little wrist guard. Um, I know what that's called, but I can't think of it right now. And I'm for someone who's brought up swords so much in this podcast, I feel Let really me just terrible. Tell you, he's bracer. A poser. It's a bracer. Cool. Mm. Um, underneath her bracer, I got it <laughs> without your help. So it's fine. Um, I like the motif of the back cover again, matching the front. Mm-hmm. Um, it's her in a dress, but with the same swords and the same pose. This she's time, a killer and a lady. Exactly. And, <laughs> and we actually get to see that in this book. It's great. Um, but on the back cover, she's in this red dress with this like black lace on the back. Mm-hmm. And it's like showing all of her back. It's very you know sensual. And yeah. we'll get into that in this story. Yeah, we will. For the first time. <laughs> um, also in the background is fire. Mm. um so i'm like maybe there's like fire magic in this one we'll Mm. see um but yeah i like the motif of the front and back cover kind of matching but in different poses uh again just kind of return of the emo girl she's got her um her leather pants that have very intricate uh i don't know patterning on them yeah so, I mean, practical but pretty eh, <laughs> i don't know about practical leather pants yeah, are not really, very flexible you can really sneak up on they'd somebody. be very squeaky <laughs> and if she starts sweating she's done <laughs> but um but anyway they look cool so that's that's me judging the book by its cover and so here's my prediction based on that judgment right so as covered in last episode i kind of gave my prediction for what this book was going to be so this is kind of mirroring that but Mm -hmm. um i think that she's going to get sent on a mission to go kill someone in elway um she doesn't uh end up killing them or she fakes their death or something like that um called in called it. I, I was i was gonna let that play out i was gonna leave that in suspense but called that um magic wise she's gonna learn some powers uh she has more interactions with uh the dead or the demons or whatever you want to call the evil things that she encounters mm-hmm. not a lot of that yet but i mean first half of the book you gotta set it up um and uh elena which She's been in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, this will mainly be the setup book for the rest of the series. That's my prediction is this is really going to lay the groundwork for the expansive world. Okay. And this is going to be the first step out of the castle, like yeah. setting everything up. That mm-hmm. was my prediction right at the beginning. I mean, so far I've gotten it half right and mm-hmm. I've only read half the book. So yeah. I, I think that... You're on track. Uh, yeah. So far, so good. All so, right. Yeah, that, was, yeah. uh, that was my judge book by its cover. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. You definitely called... The the faking death. I mean, we find that out pretty early. Oh man. I mean I, I'm gonna let you get to it. I have so much to say about that. <laughs> okay, let's let's just jump in then. Let's jump in. So I do wanna say real quick, just kind of where we left off in Throne of Glass, just to kind of set the scene. So she wins the competition, Selena wins, and she has to serve the king for four years, kill whoever he says that he wants her to kill, and at the end of four years she gets her freedom. But he says, if you, you know, disobey, if you don't obey me, if you don't do what I tell you to do, I'm going to kill Kale, and then I'm going to kill Nehemia, and then I'm going to kill all of her family. The so, correct order. <laughs> yeah. Most important to least important. As uh, far as I'm concerned, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's where we kind of leave off is, and definitely left off with the, like, you know, Selena turned Dorian down, was like, we can't be together. Well, oh, things just very open-ended with Kale. I, I wouldn't um, say open-ended. Yeah, but. it was, yeah. Um, but so that's where we leave off at the end of Throne of Glass. And then beginning of Crown of Midnight, we open as Selena is on a mission and she's about to kill somebody. 
before you go any further with these recaps, mm-hmm. we kind of have them in like couple chapter segments. Mm-hmm. And I think for the rest of the book, it makes sense to go through those couple chapter segments. Okay. But I, I want to start this off. Mm-hmm. The intro of this book, mm-hmm. I loved. I okay. was all about this. This mm-hmm. was um, Selena on a mission to kill someone, like yep. you said. This is her finally being an assassin. A lot of what I said the first book was, man, we haven't seen her be the cool assassin she claims to be. Yeah. This was her sneaking around, sneaking into a castle, Mm -hmm. you know, going on a mission, you know, breaking into a room and about to murder this dude. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I was all about this. Um, It it was talking about her like raising her sword right at the guy's head. Yeah, I think that's how the chapter ends, right? Yeah, like, and, and he wakes up and then I was like, oh awesome like that was such a good build up such a good hook like mm-hmm. that's the way to start a story yeah um chapter two was talking about she has a severed head and mm-hmm. i'm like okay that makes sense why it was a sword because i was like oh she should just like stab him with a dagger be less mess all this stuff but no she severed the head to bring back to the king absolutely all this stuff right so i was just absolutely raving in my notes <laughs> i won't go through reading them all because none of them matter now <laughs> So before you go on, in the beginning, it's like, yeah, she's on a mission to kill this person. She comes in to see the king and she like throws the severed head and his signet ring and like and a woman's hand. a woman's hand onto the floor in front of the king. And so we're like, dang. And Dorian and Kayla are there and they're like, dang, she's just like, we forgot that she's an assassin. Yeah, I, I wrote, I like assassin <laughs> Selena a lot more. Really cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then. And then she didn't <laughs> actually kill anyone. Well, no, she killed the wife of the guy, but it comes out that she was faking what? the death. She didn't kill the yes, wife? Yes, she did. No, she did Yes, not. she did. In the book, it says she had to slit her throat to keep her from from screaming. So she legitimately killed no, this guy. Yes, she did I not. will look it up right now. Don't even. Do it. <laughs> she did. She has not killed anyone. No, she killed the wife. I bet you so much money. I, no, you, you, you're wrong. <laughs> all right here it is page 13 okay um and kale hadn't noticed or hadn't once doubted her story um and then later on she says but the lies rolled off of her tongue nero uh, I th- that's the guy's name sure awoke yeah. right before she killed him she had to slit the wife's throat to keep what? her from screaming yes so she kills the wife oh my of gosh the man. hang on hand me the book uh, hold on I'm, I'm gonna read the rest then i'll hand it to you and the fight was a tad messier than she would have liked she'd thrown in real details too the second floor hall window the storm the servant the candle the best lies were always mixed with truth but yeah so she didn't Whoa. she didn't kill the guy but she killed the wife okay so it's, it's the i do of page, not right there. remember that yeah i wrote that down because that's insane wow okay Yep. You're you are right. Absolutely, I'm um, right. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I, so she it, murders a wife, so she, she doesn't does. scream, but she lets the husband live because I guess being a rebel and the king commanding you to die is enough for her to say that you can live. Wow. I don't yeah. know how I feel about. I don't that. feel good about it at all. I was so <laughs> upset, and I was I was upset with you, and we didn't talk. But um, yeah, I have, after obviously, I didn't know about this. Yeah, like right upon reading the first couple chapters, I was very upset. I was like, "This is crazy." I mean, I I guess the justification is if the wife had screamed, then she would have had to kill them both to keep from being caught. Yeah. But still, like you, I mean, you murdered a person. Yeah. So. 
Yep, sure did. Whoa. Okay. So, All right. So You're right. I, yes. I called the faking of the deaths, as yes. we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, but then just killing his wife, that's ridiculous. And then specifically later on, I... Feeling good about herself. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm saying don't look this up, but... Um, or I'm not going to let you look this up. Okay. She uses a different hand than the wife's hand to present to the king. She specifically says that she gives both the head of some person from a sick house and the hand of a person from the sick house See, with the rings on it. I think that's why I thought that the wife didn't die. Yeah. I wonder if that's like a publishing error. I don't know. Um, but either way, it says she slit the throat. It so. does. Yeah, I saw it with my... Well, yep. Okay, so she so, does kill someone, but not the one that the king sent her to kill. So I was very upset. Yeah. She's this assassin who has not assassinated anyone besides this dude's wife. A random wife. lady. Yep. <laughs> so far, nothing. that is her only confirmed kill. She didn't yeah. even kill Cain. Yeah. So That's true. That's as we've gone seen. through this story, the only thing we have actually seen is her kill some dude's wife. Yeah. Okay. Not happy about it. <laughs> So, yeah, so she presents fake head. I mean, real head, but not the dude she was supposed to kill's head. Correct. And fake hand, even though she killed the woman, apparently. Yeah. Um, And then the king says, okay, here's your next target. Um, And... It's the he thinks that there's some rebels that are plotting against him. Yep. And like he, they're in Rifthold. Yes. Yep. Yeah. In the city. He's like, I need you to investigate this. And here's a specific name. Yep. So he gives her a name and it's somebody that she actually recognizes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so we'll just kind of sum up the next few chapters and then you can kind of give any thoughts you have. Um, so Dorian and Kale are both like, again, Oh, I forgot she was an assassin and they're both bothered yeah. by it. Yep. Um, we learned that, yeah, Selena isn't killing the targets. She's Ridiculous. Faking their deaths. She doesn't care about Kale, Nehemia, or her family. Yeah. She, she goes straight. <laughs> she doesn't kill one or two, then feel guilty about it. She goes straight she's to just disobeying like, No, the I'm absolutely not doing just this. First one. She's yeah. like, eh. Screw Kale. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just absolutely. I'm so furious about this. Um, then we see a scene of her still having nightmares about Cain and the Ritterac demon. Um, and then her and Nehemia have some talks about sort of the, the rebel situation and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't really too much there. That was just kind of setting up the story. Yeah. Um, I do have a question for you. And I mean, you've read half of the book now. Yep. So I know when you find out Selena isn't killing people, you're pissed. Yes. Did you think then, and what do you think now? Do you think she's going to get caught? So we know at the end of the first half of the book, she hasn't been caught. I mean, we think that. So my, I have a lot of theories about the ending, and okay. I think we'll get there. Just yeah. uh, if you can remember this. Okay. Um, I, 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 I think, yeah, we'll go I over think, your theories. So yeah. okay. I, I think I'll remember it at the end, but I think that that's a conversation for a later time. Okay. All right. Well, then moving on to the next few chapters, chapter four through six. So Selena and Kale, they're hanging out again, going on a run together. Some ladies are enjoying the view. Mm -hmm. Um, We meet Roland, who is a new character, Dorian's cousin. He's joined the council with the king. We have some angsty scenes of Selena and Dorian trying to be friends again now that they, you know, she has friend zoned him. Um, then Selena kind of starts following her new target, Archer. Um, and she's has some interesting discussions with Kale about their mm-hmm. former, you know, their past loves. 
Um, and we get some creepy stuff in the library. Mm-hmm. And then she we introduce another new character, Mort. So we got a lot going on in these kind of intro oh, chapters. Is, is Mort in? He's in chapter six. Oh, yeah. okay, cool. Gotcha. I was, yeah, I was skipping around. Yeah, so um, first off, we got to talk about the angst. We got to talk about the relationships. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so like, just first off, it seems like running together is a really good relationship builder. Um, as mentioned this previously is, on this, this podcast. This is Matt trying to peer pressure me into this, Yeah, this is me doing it in public. Casey, we should run together. It'll be so good for us. We'll be able to flirt and know how each other <laughs> feeling. Be able to get out some angst. I, Matt, I, I, we don't have any angst. We're married. That's not true. I have so much <laughs> angst. You don't. I, do you know the mu- the music I listen to? It is so angsty. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we should run together. I'm just putting that out there in front right, of other people. All right, maybe half a mile. Okay. Anyways, I'll take it. <laughs> but so in all of that conversation on on page 25, there's Kale is going through his head of like, oh, like I I, I like Selena. Yeah, he does. But like ever since Dorian dot 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 and he was like i can't i can't portray my bro like dorian had this thing with her and she cut it off mm-hmm. i can't just like swoop in and be the next guy so this whole time kale's just being an absolute bro like yeah. text textbook bro yeah um but then you're talking about all the people gathering to watch them or yes to, to, all to the people K- all, all the sorry, ladies all the ladies coming out to see kale <laughs> and it talks about him having a sweaty clingy shirt yeah have you ever thought that that was hot I'm a sweaty guy. Well, I will say Have you say ever thought sweaty me is hot? When you walk in and you're sweaty and you drip sweat onto like my kitchen floor <laughs> and then I have to step in it. <laughs> That's not super hot. Okay, man. give me give me the context where post run sweaty shirt is hot. Mm, if you don't I think it's if you don't know the guy and you're like inventing fantasies in your head. <laughs> Honestly, so, I think so, if you have so to deal you with the sweat, me. you're like, so <laughs> please clean yourself up. Then you can have like a shirt stuck to you from like the moisture from the shower because you're so clean. But I will just wow. go on record to say I'm I'm not a girl that's into the sweatiness. So clean I, yourself. I knew that. So seeing this <laughs> when all the girls were like, oh, my gosh, look at this sweaty, clingy shirt. I was like. Not realistic, Mm-mm. at least for my wife. Yeah, I, I don't know. know. Maybe like, there's some girl not... out there that absolutely loves the salty stink. But <laughs> but he, here's the thing. I was like, maybe his back muscles are what do it. Because oh, we have heard clean, a lot about them. <laughs> if it's clean to Kale's back muscles, we know those things are chiseled. Yes. So they're shifting under the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, no. So the muscle shifting under the shirt was Dorian. Come on. Oh, you're right. Mm. And that's okay. Sorry. You know, all the boys are just bouncing around in my head. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, so that was great. But also going back to just Kale being an absolute bro. This mm-hmm. is talking about how Roland, he gets introduced. He's kind of a douchey guy, mm-hmm. uh, kind of runs his mouth. And apparently Kale had decked him and like knocked him out in a yeah. fight. And I was like, I want to have been there for that. <laughs> I want to see this thing. Um, I want the details of where Kale, the nice, calm, like cool mannered guy, punched yeah uh, lost control yeah yeah punched a noble um <laughs> yeah i was just like that that sounds like a story i want to hear yeah but anyway i thought that that was really fun um but then we get to uh selena and so it's talking about like her life um as a, an assassin now she has a paycheck mm-hmm. um so <laughs> what does she do with her paycheck 
she goes out and she buys <laughs> books. And I was like, this is Casey to a T. I was yep. like, I understand why. This girls is, being girls. This is, this is your favorite um, <laughs> yeah. series for a reason. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, this is cool, awesome assassin lady. Mm-hmm. And then uh, th- this is listing the things that she bought with all of her money. Shoes, hats, tunics, dresses, jewelry, weapons, and baubles for her hair and books. <laughs> Books and books and books. So many books that Philippa had to bring up another bookcase for her room. When Selena returned to her room that afternoon, lugged the boxes, colorful bags full of perfume and sweets, and brown paper parcels with the books she absolutely had to read immediately, she nearly dropped it all at the sight of Dorian. Whatever. So it goes into the thing. So she goes out, she buys a crap ton of books. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is just Casey. This is her fantasy. Yes. If I killed people, this is me. If you made money, <laughs> if you had blood money to burn, you would go to the nearest bookstore yes. and just buy so many books that you had to read immediately. I, had to read. I will say, I would take the hats off the list, but keep everything else. <laughs> yeah, you're not a big hat girl. I'm yeah. not, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so she just, she goes out and she buys books. I was like, that's playing right into the fantasy i know that listen boy fantasy does the same thing yeah but, they're like oh my sword i'm gonna spend three chapters telling you how i made it yeah swords are cool casey yeah. we have established this screw you aragon i'm just kidding <laughs> i actually really liked aragon it, it was a fun couple chapters. we have to mention it every episode exactly yeah it has to be the running thread <laughs> yeah. oh man but yeah so then the next chapter i mean it this is that kind of led into Dorian being in a room and they're talking mm-hmm. later on. She's talking about um, how she missed Dorian, mm-hmm. like not the kissing and flirting, just him. <laughs> Dorian's what, the exact opposite. What a stupid <laughs> quote. I had a whole paragraph I wrote on this. I was like, boo, we are here for the kissing and flirt flirting. And so are you. Yeah. 100%. Lie, <laughs> she was caught up in the kissing and flirting. Mm-hmm. She is not here for his personality. <laughs> Um, and I was like, you can't use boys like that. <laughs> this is so typical high school girl. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I liked you when you were flirting with me. Now I just want to be friends. Like, I don't want the kissing and flirting. That's not what I'm like all about. So immature. Um, yeah, she doesn't want him for, or she doesn't, she doesn't want him with other girls. She says that. Um, yeah, she does have some jealous moments, but she doesn't want to be with him. So like, come on, make up your mind. Um, she says, I she will wants say sh- that's, that's girls being girls. All I right? know. And it's frustrating. <laughs> I'm just voicing it because it's in the book. I'm saying my thoughts. Um, she wants to be friends, but doesn't want to even hang out with him. Like she doesn't even want to be with him, but yeah. she's like, oh, but I miss him. I said, run Dorian. She's toxic. <laughs> Get out of there. You got no business being in that mess. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's all of my thoughts on that little okay. scene. <laughs> So we got angsty Selena and Torian. I am not covered. a fan. I'm not a fan of angsty Selena. She yeah. is acting like a teenage it's girl. It's rough. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But moving on from there, then she actually starts kind of her stuff with, you know, following yeah, Archer. She starts and, being cool again. Yeah. <laughs> um. So anything on Archer or like um, her and Kale when they talk about their past loves? Um. So let me start with. Archer. Archer okay. seems really cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I like him as a character. He is, you know, like a male prostitute, mm-hmm. um, which is such like a cool idea to have in the story of like assassins and like prostitutes being spies, but also maybe rebels. Yeah. And it's just, it's a fun idea. I like it. Um, there's a lot of stuff um, where she's talking about him. She describes him as uh, a beautiful man, but ruggedly masculine. Mm-hmm. So he's supposed to be this pretty boy. But somehow he's still ruggedly masculine. Then later on, the next page, 
Um, even uh, his beautiful face radiated a sense of maleness. What is <laughs> maleness? Come on. Just, you know, like, he's all man. <laughs> I don't know. But he's not. He's a pretty boy. It's talking about his lips, his sensual lips. It says over I mean, and listen, over again. Lips can make or break a man. So, I, Okay. <laughs> but I'm just saying the way he's introduced is a little pretty boy. And that's fine. Yeah. Like, you can do that, especially if you're a male prostitute, being a yeah, spy, that's what all you that stuff. Be. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So... I thought that was fun. What else was there? Um, so then after Selena, you know, she kind of follows him a little bit. Yeah. And then we find out that she pretty much every night goes to Kale's rooms um, and they yes, hang out. Yes, she does. Yeah. <laughs> and so one night they're in his rooms and they just kind of start talking about like their past. And she brings up Sam, who mm-hmm. was her, you know, previous yeah. lover. Yeah. And then he brings up his previous love as yeah. well. I don't remember her name, but they were like betrothed and stuff. Um, Lithian? Yeah. Lithian. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, that was cute. That was just them talking. Um, yeah. there's, I think it was before that, um, but there was a quote that I have to bring up again. Okay. Because um, Kale was with her when she met Archer for the first time in a while. Well, not oh. met him, but saw him. So like, he got to be the jealous boy afterwards, like seeing the pretty boy that was flirting with her yeah. type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, she was saying, like, rather than head back to the castle, castle, she began walking through the wealthy district of the city. So they're just, like, kind of talking afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, Kale figured he'd cooled his temper enough to be civil. Lena, he demanded. <laughs> Slightly civil, at least. So <laughs> Lena was, like, the nickname that Archer had called her. Yeah. And he was, like, calling her out on it immediately. Yeah. Just the, just the <laughs> Lena, then slightly civil. Like, yeah. he, he wasn't really being civil. He was poking fun at her. I just really like that line. Yeah, I think that's the next chapter is when, because Kale keeps saying like, oh, can I come with you? Because he's for some reason worried about her, even though she's an assassin, you know, that can take care of herself. But he, you know, he likes her. So he wants to take care of her. So he goes with her. They go into the city to like, you know, just so happen to bump into Archer. And yeah, Selena is... She's supposed to be kind of flirting with Archer, but then Kale is like, oh, he could tell that it wasn't totally an act yeah and then yeah archer and so selena and archer knew each other when selena was like 13 yeah um and yeah archer calls her elena and kale didn't like that it's pretty funny <laughs> and, he, and he calls her that later too it's mm-hmm. just i i really like that little part um, yeah that was just really fun yeah um but yeah do you want to talk about mort now yes let's talk about Mort. Man, i love mort mort is great but also <laughs> I don't like that. I understand that this is just book two and she's adding stuff in, right? Yeah. I don't like that. He was like, oh, well, I wasn't sure if you were going to be around, if you were the right person. So I didn't talk to you before when you came by. Yeah. That's a bad excuse, but I get it. You're, she's expanding the world. The book mm-hmm. is developing. I get it. So I like having a talking doorknob <laughs> because so little information is given in so much of the tomb scenes. Mm-hmm. Like I feel the frustration. It makes no sense. So ha- you have to have something there <laughs> yeah. and a doorknob that's at least saying, oh, really that's sassy. not it. Yeah. <laughs> um, is good. I like Mort. Yeah. Um, that's fun. Yeah. He gives me Olaf vibes. Like <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Apparently he curses a lot though. That's not very Olaf of him. Oh, okay. Yeah. X-rated Olaf. <laughs> well, it doesn't say the curse words in the book. It because, just says he cursed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Cursed up a storm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but his main thing when we meet him is he 
sends a message from Elena, and he's like, "There's still evil in the castle." So he, <laughs> here's here's the thing. Selena is very upset at this. She's like, "Why am I the one dealing with this bullcrap?" Yeah, and she is so right. <laughs> <laughs> like why her why now yeah like this evil it just is has been gaining power for mm-hmm. years and years yeah. somehow she's like i am not the person to deal with this you're just throwing this on me because i came down here this is bullcrap <laughs> totally feel her yeah what would happen what would have happened if she hadn't found the door behind the tapestry <laughs> nothing yeah a- absolutely nothing <laughs> so it, it's just all yeah i feel her she has an absolute right to be upset so next we have Selena and Dorian. They have a little confrontation between them, a little argument. Um, and then after that, Selena takes a visit to the dungeons and she sees Caltaine. Yeah. So um, the only thing I really wrote down um, was Dorian is completely right to be upset with Selena. Um, they had a relationship. She just hardcore friend zoned him, mm-hmm. but then wasn't his friend. Um, and then she starts crushing on his best friend and like sealing him away from him. Like, absolutely. Like my guy has a reason to be upset. <laughs> Selena is being the absolute worst. Again, she's just being like the most toxic, like teenage high school girl. And I don't know. I, I just wanted to voice. I'm on Dorian's side completely in <laughs> team this. Dorian. T- team Dorian. Dorian versus Selena. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And Dorian versus Selena. Um, <laughs> The, the court of Matt decides Dorian um, to, to be innocent. He is absolutely in the right to be upset at her. Yeah. She is not being a mature person. Yeah. But. I mean, I think the biggest thing is, yeah, that he's like, we're not even friends. Like, you just avoid me. And he's yeah. just left alone because she avoids him. And then Kale is with Selena. So he's like, okay, I have no one. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel for my guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> Dorian didn't deserve that. He did nothing wrong. <laughs> Absolutely nothing wrong. Um, so in chapters 10 through 13, this is, I feel like we stuff kind of starts happening. We're yeah. building the groundwork. Yep. So Selena had already bumped into Archer. They set like a date to go get dinner. Mm-hmm. So her and Archer go get dinner. And she just straight up is like, hey, the king wants to kill you. Yeah. Um, and he says, no, I'm not a rebel, but I've heard of them. He gives her kind of some information um, and then tells her about, all right, well, tomorrow there's a ball going on where you might be able to get more information on the rebels. And we do have a pretty big action scene here because Selena sneaks into the ball and she um, finds this book with a word mark on it that we get a riddle in the book that kind of carries through. We haven't found the answer to the riddle yet, right, at the end of the first half. Correct. Well... Kind of, yes. So the riddle is, it is only with the eye that one can see rightly. Yeah. And I'm and sure Matt will get to his thoughts. Yeah, it's definitely the eye of Elena. <laughs> it's, and it even goes into it later how it's not, but it is. Which so is I don't, not so obvious to Selena. It, She's like, hmm, yeah. what could that be? We'll get into it more later. Let, let's skip <laughs> yeah. it for now. So she finds that riddle. She's looking at the book. Um, but then she gets caught. So the owner of the house comes in. And they end up getting into a fight. Yep. And he and I I did want to throw this out there real quick. Okay. Because so basically the office she's in his like personal office. Yep. And it was supposed to be locked. She mm-hmm. had, had Archer unlock it for her. 
And she's like, okay, I, there's not enough time for me to sneak out the window. I'm stuck in here. So she pulls out a handkerchief and pretends to be crying. Yes, yeah. And I, I put ha- a note yep. of return of the handkerchief. That's Selena fair. keeps the handkerchief in her pocket just in case it's useful. It's good continuity. <laughs> it came, it's good continuity. Yep, it came in handy in book one, and here we are in book two. <laughs> I didn't put it in my notes, but I also noticed it. You're yeah. so right. <laughs> <laughs> she keeps a handkerchief. I yeah. get it. Now, for the rest of time, if she has a handkerchief, it's understandable. Yeah, you know. That's her number one rule. Keep a handkerchief in your pocket, <laughs> just in case. Um, but anyways, he does not believe her in the end. So they end up kind of fighting, and she kills him, but he cuts her with a blade that's got poison on it. Um, so she's got to like run away real quick. She runs towards the castle to get help. Yeah. So starting at the beginning of all that, she's going on a date with Archer. Mm -hmm. That's that's where we start this little sequence. Yeah. And so it's just talking about hot Selena. Yeah. She's just, she's getting dressed. She's smoking. Yeah. She's got this like dress without a corset on. It's the dress that we see on the back cover. Mm -hmm. The red dress with the black lace on the back. And like Kale sees her and thinks she's hot. I think Dorian sees her too. I I don't I don't remember who all sees her. I didn't take notes of that. The guards. (laughs) Everyone's like, dang, Selena, you're looking (laughs) fine. Um, so that that was fun to see. She's feeling herself mm-hmm. being uh, being the hot assassin. She's you know making herself out to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after the date, um, it's talking about how Archer was taking her back to his place, like in the in the carriage. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "This is not what I expected." <laughs> this man is literally a male prostitute, and you're going to try to seduce information out of him. How did you not expect him to take you back to his place? in the care like come on i wonder if it's not she talks about like they met when she was 13 and she, she had a was huge going to flirt crush with, on him no she was going in wearing a sexy dress to get information out of a male prostitute maybe she was just surprised it worked so well she was joking with kale about like oh like i'm gonna spend the night at his place All, i don't like, think she was joking i was i think she was just trying to make him jealous I mean, but yeah. she wasn't going to sleep with him. Like that was never. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're, yeah. So, she, so she was joking with Gail, yeah. um, trying to make him jealous. Yeah. Yeah. But she wasn't serious about it. So how did she not expect that he would be like, hey, let's go back to my place. I mean, come on. <laughs> anyway. But yeah. Then Listen, she- I will say we know that she's a virgin. So she just doesn't know. <laughs> She is playing with fire. Yep. Um, but then she just tells him, like, hey, I was sent to kill you. And at that point, that that was like at the end of chapter 10. I was like, what are you doing? Like, you don't, like, you know this guy, but you don't know this guy. Yeah. Like, straight up. Yeah, she had dinner with him. That's it. So stupid. So I, the whole plan of Selena to just not kill these people and give them an out of, hey, wouldn't you rather just run away that's a terrible plan. That is such... She is risking her life, Kale's life, Nehemia, everyone. She does not care about them. This is stupid and dumb. There are better ways to go about this than telling the person that you're about to kill, hey, I was sent to kill you. I'll give you a month to get your affairs in order. That was the thing that... Bull crap. It seems like with everyone else, she was like immediately, like, I'm going to kill you right now or you have to flee. Yeah. And then obviously gives him a month. Yeah, I didn't understand what she was like. Oh, to wrap up your loose ends, like yeah, um, yeah. such garbage, so stupid. Yeah, not a fan of that. But I do think that she was, you know, you were like, oh, she doesn't even care about these people. 
I think she's just arrogant. I think she's like, oh, I'm not going to get caught. Yeah, that's probably so, part of yeah, it. So, yeah, I don't think it... Obviously, she cares about Kale. She cares about Nehemia. Well, she says she does. Well, <laughs> she, Hey, she, this, this all-powerful <laughs> king that's in charge of the universe. <laughs> you know what? First assassination? Nah. Nah, screw Ridiculous. you. Ridiculous. Um, yeah, but I think she is just... You know, she's she constantly tells herself, like, I'm the best assassin. I'm this blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I think she's like, of course I'm not going to get caught. And she yeah, tells Kale that all the time. You know, like... And she's not an 18-year-old girl. Makes yeah. sense. So she's like, I'm not going to get caught. Like, chill out. So I think she just thinks that she's, you know, smarter than Invincible. the king. Yeah. 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 Anyway, I have a problem with that because if she is the best assassin in the world, she should be smarter than that. But whatever. Moving on. Um, so she's at the party at the at the ball now mm-hmm. when Archer's like, hey, there's this like ball going on. A masquerade ball. Convenient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so she like meets. His name is Davis, right? Yes. And he is simultaneously a customer of Archer's. So he likes the men, mm-hmm. but is also trying to get a bunch of 16-year-old girls drunk at his party. So I wrote down, I was like, okay, so these rebels that we're supposed to be rooting for against the evil king are just like bisexual pedophiles? <laughs> it's evil king or bisexual pedophile. I, it's just an odd an odd character to paint as the first official rebel i think see. it was like we see selena really make her first kill besides kane so maybe it was like we gotta make sure we gotta you make really sure don't he's... like <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know just like this weird dude preying on young girls at his party i i don't know yeah so, <laughs> but anyway um as she's at the party she is talking about how she like had all these um weapons on her but she's wearing this like um scandalous dress, scandalous dress exactly yeah. so page 93 she says, she, or it says, she pushes her legs together to uh, feel the other two daggers on her thighs. Like, I just imagine her walking in this dress and then like banging her thighs <laughs> together and having two daggers there. It's like, like a clink of metal. Yeah, she, she's this like skinny little girl, but mm-hmm. then she's just, like clinking these daggers in between her thighs. It, that just made me really laugh. Um, I thought that was really silly. Uh, but yeah, then she ends up um, in Davis's office seeing mm-hmm. all the stuff and then she kills him. Yep. And so, again, the second kill we actually see in the story, mm-hmm. I wrote down earlier, I was like, I'm not going to call her an assassin until she assassinates <laughs> someone because she has not assassinated anybody. Matt also said this. We were in a coffee shop earlier today and he was finishing this first part and he was like, I'm just going to say it like. She, I'm not sure she's an assassin. She might just be crazy and has admitted this in her head. We have not, like, <laughs> if this was a movie, we have seen two on-screen kills, or I've not even seen, but she has self-affirmed two actual kills, which is the guy's wife that we were talking about, and yeah. Davis. Davis yeah. is the first person we actually see her kill. Well, she kills Kane. No, she doesn't. Kale kills Kane. Oh, no, you're so right. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah. I'm so right. She has not <laughs> killed anyone in this whole... St- this is book two. The world's best assassin has killed one person, and he's a pedophile. <laughs> she is not some heartless killer as much as she tries to be. It is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> okay, you're right. You're I, right. Yep. Uh, yeah, so anyway... <laughs> If, you, if you're trying to make a person seem dangerous and deadly, that's not the way to do it. 
Okay. But anyway, after that, she gets poisoned. Yes, she gets poisoned. So she makes her way back to the castle eventually. Yes, she runs barely. back to try to get to Kale. Yep. There is one thing I want to bring up okay. that happens before then. So when she, you know, confronts Archer and is like, hey, the king wants me to kill you, thinks you're a rebel. He's like, of course I'm not a rebel, but I've heard some stuff. So he just starts like blurting information, basically, of trying to save his own skin. Yeah. And he mentions... And I'm bringing this up because I think you have thoughts on it. He mentions Aelin Galathinius. Well, okay. So I wasn't going to bring this up because that's just a rabbit hole we didn't have to go down. Okay. Um, initially, Selena's thoughts on Aelin Galathinius was, oh, there's no way that he's talking about the real one. Mm-hmm. She has to be an imposter. Um, and all of that sounded very much so like how Sarah J. Mass likes to put in details of Selena knows things that the reader doesn't. And I hate that. If you're going to give details in a story, I should know the details that you're giving. Like everyone who's read the rest of the series is, um, laughing at you right now. But anyways, continue. I know. I just, I prefer <laughs> to be told things and then, Hey, this is why that thing is important. Not anyway. So Selena's like, oh, this must. And must is like italicized. Like it's emphasized in the book. Like Mm -hmm. this must be an imposter. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, so maybe Selena is secretly the heir to this kingdom. Oh. Because she is like the the princess who's special, who was orphaned as a kid. said she's special since the beginning. Yeah, exactly. Because she is. I still hold to that. Mm -hmm. Um, She's not this girl because we find out later that somebody has met her. Mm -hmm. I think it's Dorian had met her. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, okay, so it's not Selena. Mm-hmm. But at this point, I was like, oh, maybe Selena is this like yeah. um, heir to the throne. And she's yeah. just been in hiding as an assassin forever. So she's like, oh, whoever this is, an imposter trying to use the name to yeah. like raise a rebel force. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. Just wanted to bring that up because I knew that you had thoughts on that. Yeah. Um, okay. So then moving on to chapters 14 through 16. Um, we have some some new magic stuff going on, some really intense scenes. So Selena finds, she goes to the library, she's kind of searching around and finds an iron door. Yeah, this is because she saw that figure in the library, yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, there was a creepy Which, person again, in the library. She never tells anyone about the strange monster monsters she sees in the castle. Makes no sense. Tell somebody. But, you know, then she's like, I'm the greatest assassin. I can figure it out. She thinks uh, <laughs> it's an illusion or that she like her mind is playing tricks on her. And she's seen people summon demons and <laughs> Ritterix in front of her. And she has seen ghost queens. Come on. Just tell us. Anyway, <laughs> I, I won't go into it. So, yeah. So she finds an iron door and we learn that iron is the only element that's immune to magic. Um, then there is a big feast at the Great Hall. And we get one of my favorite just like romantic but angsty scenes between Selena, Kale, mm-hmm. and Dorian. Like mm-hmm. we're getting all their POVs and it's just pure, you know, love triangle stuff. Yeah. Um, and the singer at this big feast is Rena Goldsmith. And there's a, a big scene with her as well with the king. Doesn't go well for her and um well yeah like yeah let's talk about that okay sure so like she is portrayed as this like singer and she's super talented Mm -hmm. and she's singing these old songs about like magical heroes Mm -hmm. and all these things and it's really beautiful and everyone's like encaptured by her performance and um then at the end of 
it might be its own chapter. Yeah. Um, it cuts to the king with her in the dungeons and she, and like he is beheading her. Like he, he kills her. Yeah. Um, and leading up to it, she's just like, um, yeah, I became this great performer. Um, and my whole purpose was that these songs wouldn't be lost. So the people would remember, Mm -hmm. um, the time before you of before, um, when you killed magic and all Mm -hmm. these things, like all of these heroes and the world before magic was dead. And she's listing off all these people in her life that the King had killed. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's like her daughter and like her neighbors and her sister sister, and like all these things. Um, it's such a powerful scene. It's so good and it hits so hard. Yeah. Like I said, this book is so much better written than the first one. Mm -hmm. Like it was such an impactful scene of just her facing death and like having just the, the courage and the heart to like say all the names that, um, meant something to her that the king had like taken away from her. I just, it was mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah. She seemed super awesome. Um, she was a, a very cool part of this book, even though she was only in it for two chapters. Yeah. She was awesome. Yeah. I, I still remember it. That was a very big shift from, you know, we've had like in the first book, like some rebels are killed and in this book, there's some tense scenes, but this is the first, like, yeah, you meet someone you're rooting for her, and then, yeah, she starts name like naming these horrible things that happen, and it just feels real, like yeah, yeah, yeah. And I do love. We'll see this more in future books, just kind of sprinkled throughout. I really like that Sarah J. Mass, like she makes art or things like this of like a singer, like they're still part of the world, and her saying, like you said, you know, I have, I've made myself into this. Um, icon so that I could sing in front of you so that I could let you know that we all remember like it's such a powerful yeah there was a line when she was singing it was like um, explaining how there it was almost magic Mm -hmm. in the music or art and Mm -hmm. and it was one of those things of like um, Sarah G. Mass included the and art Mm -hmm. as a thing like I I saw that as um, again an author kind of seeping into the story yeah Um, it's not just music (laughs) Um, even though like that's the art being talked about of like Mm -hmm. there was magic inherent in the art yeah um yeah i thought that was fun Mm -hmm. yeah so big scene there man it was tense yeah heavy Mm -hmm. um then selena has a conversation with nehemia and nehemia similar to kaylin dorian she's upset like that selena's killing these people and then selena is just like you know what i'm gonna tell you everything so she tells her not only that she's not killing targets, but she's also like, I got some stuff to show you. Yeah. Again, I I understand. But why now? It's 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 one of those things. She should not be telling all these people that she's not killing her targets. She obviously <laughs> does not care about anything. She's like, eh, maybe the king will know. Whatever. It's fine. She is not keeping this a secret. She has told several people, one of them being the people that or the person that she's supposed to kill gets her into trouble later. But yeah, I, I but yeah, she takes Nehemia down and I get that. Cause to she's the tomb, like, right? to, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Down to the tomb. And she's like, Hey, like, um, can you read these word marks? All this stuff that makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. I get that. But you should have brought Nehemia in book one. Yeah. But I can't well, complain remember about that. she thought that Nehemia was like the murderers. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, that was a dumb thought. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so she's talking with her and she tells her about the riddle and he's like, oh, maybe I'll investigate that later. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole time as a reader, it's been like, all right, the eye of Elena, her necklace, you know, the special magic jewel that she got from a dead queen. <laughs> that is the key. I know it's the key. And she should know that that's the key. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, there, <laughs> there was one part that we that we uh, skipped over, but it talks about on page 107. And it's talking about how in book one, in Throne of Glass, when her and Kale were in the library one time, she heard a noise in the library. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she was like, oh, what's that noise? And then Kale made fun of her by scraping his dagger oh, across the floor. Right. Yeah. I made a note of that. Um, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast or maybe... I don't remember talking about it. Okay, good. Um, I made a note of it. I'll, I'll show it to you later if you want. But I made a note. I was like, I know Kale scratched for the second noise, but what about the first noise? Yeah. Like, that was still there. But they never talked about the library later on in that book. So I was like, whatever, that's fine. Here, it retells that scene for for the point of saying, Mm -hmm. hey, there's something else in this library. And I was like, I freaking called that in book one. I noticed (laughs) it. I I, I was paying attention. I I, kind of told you this before. I feel like I'm not reading these books from a fair point of view because I am taking, I'm intentionally taking notes on everything. Mm -hmm. I'm not just like reading through it. I am reading three paragraphs and be like, oh, I need to write a note. Yeah. And so I feel like I am analyzing this a lot more than the average reader Listen, would. Listen, that's how all dedicated SJM fans hey, <laughs> read her books I, now. <laughs> I'm At the end of this, I'm going to have a notebook filled with notes on her series. Yeah. And that's cool. Which is really fun. It's really yeah. fun. Um, but that is not how a normal person probably right. would or should read this. So yeah. I am intentionally thinking about a lot of things. I'm trying to find things to talk about. Yeah. Um, so I know that's not totally fair, but I saw that book one, took a note of it. All right. And we'll I see where it, it goes. Yep. I'm, <laughs> I'm just, I'm proud of that. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, all right. So that was, we're around like chapter 14, 16. The last thing that I'll just mention is we kind of talked about book one. Magic was really vague and we do get at least a little bit of a mention here of like what magic looked like. So I think this is Selena thinking about what it like what magic used to be. So yeah. she mentions like healers, shapeshifters, summoning flames, water, or storms, growing crops and plants, and glimpsing the future. So we do get some kind of yeah. general categories. Like here's what magic might yeah, look like. Some people did this. Yeah. Oh, and actually before we move on, I was just looking at my notes real quick before we moved on. Um, there was a scene, uh, page 119, and this is talking about Dorian because he's okay. struggling through the... Our favorite sad boy. <sighs> Man, he, yeah, this is him being a sad boy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's struggling through his feelings for Selena and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the last little line of his perspective in chapter 15. So Dorian closed his eyes and took another long breath. And when he opened his eyes... He let her go. Oh, yeah. This is is the... Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. We should go back to this. Because this is when the Raina Goldsmith is singing. And she's singing a song about, like, these kings that are... It's very much so pointing towards Selena. It's it's the magic girl and the king. Yeah, these kings want this powerful girl... And they're all trying to use her. But then this knight comes along and he loves her for who she is. And Dorian's like, I'm the king and Kale is the knight. Yeah. And, and Selena and Kale are like staring at each other and holding hands under the table, having this cute moment. And Dorian's watching them. And yeah, then 
there's that quote which just like breaks your heart for him. He did nothing wrong, too. <laughs> like he was just being he was nothing but good to her. And I understand her reasoning, but it you know, whatever. But that yeah, that Poor is Poor Dorian. A sweet but sad moment where yeah, he, yeah, he, he let, let her, go. her go. Yep. He let her I go. thought it was worth bringing up. I no, it definitely is. I'm, yeah, I'm glad you went back. All right, now we're getting to chapter 17. So we, we are getting, I mean, we're around the midway point now. And this is where, I mean, romance heats up, plot Man, heats up. Everything heats Lot, up. Here. Yeah, lots of stuff is everything going on. Everything but the temperature, am I right? <laughs> so I think we, we start with there's a royal ball, right? There's this big celebration. And Selena and Kale are both on guard duty. But they're not on guard duty. Well, Kale puts Selena out in the cold. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. She's yep. out in the cold all by mm-hmm. herself. Um, and they end up having this wonderful dance together. Well, we got to set the whole scene. If we're going to talk set about it. it. Set it. So she is stationed outside. Mm-hmm. Kale is inside the party. stations her outside. And he notices she's not at her post. Mm-hmm. And then he looks down. He sees her dancing by herself in the courtyard mm-hmm. to the music that's coming outside from the party. Mm-hmm. And that alone is pretty cute. Yeah. But then he goes down and they're both like, oh, no. Like, she's trying to defend herself of like, you put me out here on board. <laughs> There's nothing going on. And then he says, dance with me. Mm-hmm. And it's adorable. And they mm-hmm. dance. And it's just the cutest it's the cutest scene so far it's the best like heartwarming yeah little romance scene yet definitely my favorite so far i love part of it says like that neither one of them was smiling while they danced they were beyond smiling yeah it's just so romantic it really was (laughs) so good they were so cute yeah and kale the whole time is thinking like there's a line i can't cross it he's like but i can't help but extend my hand like ask her to dance yeah yeah kale's line in his mind is often talked about i wasn't sure if we were gonna get into that specifically but that was the whole thing of like when he was being a bro and like oh yeah like, I'm not going to cross that line because Dorian, my bro, is still in love with her type of a thing. Yeah. I guess he got over that. He's <laughs> like, whatever. I don't know if this was like two days later or like <laughs> a couple weeks, months, whatever. I don't know. Listen, Dorian, Dorian's time was up. I get it. <laughs> so, yeah, they have such a sweet little dance together. Like, yeah, that's a that's such a good moment for yeah, them. It really is. And then we well ca- written. This yes. is this is the romance that I was worried about, but it actually is really cute. Yeah, it is. It, yeah, like you're rooting for them. I yeah, I I can't even hate on it. It's <laughs> only cute. Yeah. <laughs> so then we cut to the heartbreak of Dorian is watching them dance, um, and Nehemia walks up, and they have a very interesting conversation. Uh, man, what? I don't even know what really even happens in this conversation. Yeah. It is wild. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Dorian's watching them out the window. He sees them dancing. He knows something's been kind of brewing there mm-hmm. because everyone can see it because, you know, drama. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but then Nehemia comes over and is talking to him and she's doing these like word marks. Not that he knows that. Yeah. But she's like drawing symbols on the window and then like on him. Mm-hmm. And he feels this ancient power in him. And I was like, is there some some sort of little romance going on between Dorian and Nehemia finally? I was like, they could be a power couple for sure. 
Um, I, I wasn't feeling the romance, more just the magic, but it wasn't explained enough for me to know what was going on. I was like, all right, she's just kind of doing stuff. There's something. Yeah, I know there's that there's, there. I know that word marks are happening. I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah. Because again, we haven't been told what those mean, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and something awakens in Dorian. Mm-hmm. And then do we want to move on to the next thing? So the next, I mean, the next thing I have is he's in a meeting with, his like the council and his father, the king. Yep, because Nahini Ni- was like, "Hey, these prison camps suck." Yeah, she's advocating <laughs> for her people. Yeah, at, like, the, at the dance, you should you shouldn't have slaves in prison camps. That's a bad thing. Yeah, she's yeah. like, and I've heard that they're gonna expand them. Like, don't expand them. Why would you do that? Yeah, like advocating for her people, being a good princess. Right, yeah. she's doing what she can do. Yep. And Dorian's like, oh, I can't do anything. Which we saw this at the end of the first book. That he he starts to stand up to the king a yeah. little bit. He's like, hey, don't kidnap the princess don't and hold kid- her for ransom. But yeah, he's yeah. really doing the bare minimum. Like, <laughs> Hey, but he's doing something. But he's doing something. He's, he is starting. Yes. All you can do is be better. Yeah. He's being better. And so here we see him kind of push against that because she's like, you know, do a little bit more. And he's like, I can't, I can't. But then he does. Um, but then he does. They get to the meeting and they're talking about Roland is kind of presenting this thing of like, oh, we can expand and get, we can have room for even more slaves. Um, Not on Dorian's watch. And Dorian's like, uh uh, yep. no way. And the king is like, you better shut your mouth. And he's like, I'm not going to shut my mouth. This is stupid. You're tr- you're wanting to just put all these people that you're conquering in slave camps. That's not the way to rule. This is bad. Don't yeah. do it. And then storms off. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's becoming a man. I respect yeah, the heck out of that. that's a big moment for him. Yeah. Dorian, yeah. I- I'm all about this character growth. Maybe you need to have your heart broken to to grow a little bit. Yeah. This, you know, he this is all he has right now is his own integrity. So then he's off fuming on his own in the hallway, and he punches a wall. Cause you know, men punch walls. That's what that's what manly men do. I'm not, <laughs> I I I don't think I've ever punched a wall. Really? Have you ever punched anything like out of anger? Oh, like pillows, something or soft me, that I'm not. <laughs> just kidding. Don't, no. I'm just God, kidding. No. No. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I don't think we would be able to have a podcast together <laughs> if you had punched me. Wow. Okay, your chaotic energy is seeping through. It is. I'm going to try to make a hard break so maybe I can edit that out. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Dorian punches a wall mm-hmm. um, and it shatters a window. Because apparently, punches a stone wall. Yeah, like yeah. a stone wall, and then it cracks and it shatters a window, and mm-hmm. then the glass is like laying in a circle around him. Mm-hmm. My boy is magic, and something awoke. Something him. awoke, and I don't know if that was Nehemia, like actually putting magic in him or just like letting it slip out. I don't know. I'm sure we will find out. But Dorian, being this like strong magic dude, I'm all about. Um, and there was, I don't know if it was, I think it was before this, it but is before this, yeah. Dorian previously, I, yeah, it was before Nehemia. Um, he had been napping and it was, it was a very small scene, but he was napping and he, he awoke and he was like, it's cold in here. Like, it seems like it's really cold. Woke up and like saw frost around him and then was gone in an instant. So there's like cold magic kind of like emanating from him. It's really cool. And I'm about it. I, I am so down with like real actual magic fantasy and I've been mm-hmm. waiting for that this whole time. I was book one was very low fantasy. Yeah. 
Yeah, you just got I, a casual demon and that's it. <laughs> a casual demon and that's it. I want magic princes who have frost power energy. But Matt, how does he walls. have magic if there's no magic in the land? Yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> and I'm sure we'll get there. Um, but yeah, I thought that was really great. He punches a wall, the window shatters, the glasses all around him. And he is freaking out, obviously, because yeah. he's like, uh, my dad's going to kill me because I'm magic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pretty crazy scene. Yeah, that's that's a big... I do feel like that's a turning point for Dorian. I, I, I mean, feel like that's a turning point in the book. Yeah, is like, yeah, we've been told, all right, there's no more magic. The king did something, like it's gone. Yep. And here, here is, is the king's son, and he just uh, shattered some stone. Well, this goes back to my thing of the king is secretly magic, and we've known that since the beginning. Well, but, now we, yeah, did, we did skip over at the council meeting. The king, Duke Parrington, and Roland are all wearing black rings we uh, we've talked about the rings yeah we know the rings are the magical like just thought it was worth yeah mentioning honestly is gone now dorian or not dorian roland's got one yeah i yeah the the rings are there we know that they're a thing Mm -hmm. yeah okay then some other things that happen through chapter 19 we've got kale is told to watch nehemiah by the king, so the um, king says there's... I'm, I'm going to stop you before Uh-oh. even that. Yeah? This is Kale and Selena in um, Kale's room, hanging out. Okay. You want to talk about that scene? Sure, I have no idea what you're talking about. So this is when they're hanging out, and she's like, oh, you should hire a servant to like oh, serve us yeah. food. Yeah. And he's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, I just want some cake. So <laughs> he gets up, and he leaves, and goes and gets her a chocolate cake from the kitchen and brings yeah. it back. He is just the best. Kale through this whole thing He's has been sweetheart. nothing but the best guy. I've been team Kale since day one. You I have. am on record we saying. We have proof. Yeah. Yep. He is just actually the best. Literally brought her cake because she said she wanted some. It was great. Yeah. And then after that, as she's going home to or going back to her room, Dorian's freaking out from recently figuring out that he's magic is mm-hmm. looking for Nehemia. And thinks that maybe she is in uh, Selena's room. Mm-hmm. And they have a very short interaction, but they're still like feeling awkward around each other. So he eventually is just like, oh, if she's not here, I guess I'll just leave. Um, and it's a very like abrupt, like, okay, fine, just go back to your room thing. Yeah. Um, and I wrote down, this is the pun that I came up with. And okay, I was he warned me there was a pun. If it's bad, we'll just cut it out. <laughs> He gave her the cold shoulder. <laughs> and he walked away. I Listen, I don't know what kind of magic he's all about, but he, he napped and had the frost around him. He's, a he's cold strong. Boy. He punched a wall, you know, had super strength. So there's something magic there. I think he has something to do with... I think he's a little with, frost boy. I think he's a little frost boy, and he gave her the cold shoulder. Okay. Um, <laughs> and, that, and that was the pun I came up with. But anyway, <laughs> before Selena left the room after Kale got her cake, um, there's also a, a really cute thing that happens. Mm-hmm. And we're here to talk about the romance. Absolutely. That's what we're trying to do. Yep. Before she leaves, she runs her hand through his hair and he's asleep on the couch. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, oh, like I just want to touch him before I leave. Mm-hmm. Runs her hand through his hair before she goes um, and, you know, leaves and thinks nothing of it. But then... The next chapter, Mm -hmm. um, we find out Kaol is standing before the king, giving a report of the previous day, 
and he's distracted because he had been awake mm-hmm. when she put her hand through his hair. And it says that he was like, uh, kept pretending that he was asleep mm-hmm. and his heart had been pounding so hard. It took him an hour to calm yeah. enough to actually sleep. And man, it's just, it's cute. I don't know what you want me to say. It's cute. (laughs) I'm here for it. I understand. I feel the feelings that he's feeling. Mm -hmm. I I, feel like, yeah, I just get the little goosebumps of feeling like, you know, fingertips, like, like scratching. Like that feels so good. I love when you scratch my my head. So just like thinking of that. And then just the sweetness of like, him, like, all right. Make sure you like be asleep, you. Be you, know, you're, you remember when you were like a kid and yes. you would pretend to be asleep so in the parent, car. Yes, in the car, so your parents would like carry you yes. inside. Yes, I feel like it's similar to that, but romantic and not. <laughs> <laughs> Please, I'm asleep. Just scratch my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I agree. That's such a. I feel like that's one of those moments where you like you feel like kale, and you just feel those like fingertips graze your scalp, yeah. and like the the romance and longing in that and yeah it's his like thought process of like i don't want her to know i'm awake but like i'm savoring this yeah yeah because at this point they're both definitely falling for each other but they're both also like not admitting it to themselves or each other so she's like oh i think he's asleep so i'm willing to do this and he's like well she thinks i'm asleep so i'm gonna enjoy it but i can't let her know i'm awake I get why people read this. All right. It listen. It's it's cheesy, it's romantic, but it makes me think I, I mean, at least as someone who has been in love mm-hmm. and is in love, mm-hmm. like it relates to things that I feel. And oh. so I don't know. I feel like I get it. I know as a man reading these stories, <laughs> this is not what I would go to um as like my, you know, book of choice, mm-hmm. but reading this it is undeniable it's very cute it's very relatable and i think this book especially is so much better written than the first one it is yeah especially the romance Mm -hmm. it's good yeah i think it's yeah it goes from like you know little kisses with dorian to like we get this true like burning romance with kale of the like yeah yeah Okay. All right, moving on. Let's move on from our romance. Back to plot. (laughs) Ooh. So, um, yep. It's not going to matter until later, but Baba Yellowlegs. Baba Yellowlegs. The dumbest name to say out loud. (laughs) In in the book, it's even a little silly, but Baba Yellowlegs is this witch. Mm -hmm. There's a carnival coming into town for Dorian's little brother Mm -hmm. who is back from boarding school because the king is worried about his safety. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's a turd. He's a spoiled little <laughs> he's brat. The worst. Everyone agrees. Yep. Everyone thinks he sucks because he's, you know, a ten-year-old or I don't know how old he is. I think yeah, he's like ten-ish. Anyway, th- this young prince who's just spoiled rotten, mm-hmm. the worst. His mom loves him, spoils him like crazy. Gets a carnival for him, mm-hmm. and as part of the carnival, there is this little fortune teller lady who is this witch <laughs> named Baba Yellowlegs. Yep. She has metal teeth, iron teeth. Yep. She is descended from these witches from across the continent. Yeah. She is apparently 500 years old. She says that she's the last or the last born of the witches. Of the witch kingdom. Of the witch kingdom, mm-hmm. sure. But is probably older than that mm-hmm. from what Dorian says later. Mm-hmm. She's just the, she's a grumpy old witch in a carnival. Yeah. And I'm all about it. She's great. 
Yeah. Um, big fan of hers. We are introduced to her in chapter 19. So I, I just, before you moved on to the next section, I wanted to mention, hey, she's there. Yes. They walked by her. They were like, that's a creepy old lady with metal teeth. Yes. Um, yeah. And, iron teeth. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's, yeah. She's just a grumpy old witch and it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. So do want to mention again that Kale is told to watch Nehemia because there's a threat for her life. And that does oh. obviously become important. So... When I read that the first time, when the king has that meeting with Kale, he says, hey, there's been an anonymous threat on her life. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't tell him the source or anything. I was like, this is the king lying to make an excuse to guard her closer. Okay. So I was like, there's no threat on her life. watching her. Yeah. Okay. In in my mind, there's actually no threat on her life. It is only for the king to have an excuse to have more guards on her. Well. But, awkward. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, so I, I gave zero credit to... Because the king... I feel like I was caught in between the king wanting to keep her alive, but also not really caring about her. Yeah. I, I feel like as the princess of a conquered kingdom, like mm-hmm. how much do you really care about her being assassinated type yeah. of a thing? Yeah. But also like it's in his best interest for her to be alive. Yeah. So I took him giving Kale no information as him making up a fake plot. Okay. So that was my initial reaction. And that leads into my predictions later on. Okay. All right. Um, but yeah. Okay. So now we're, we're getting to chapter 20 through 23. And like you said, we had this riddle that it is only with the eye that one can see rightly. And the eye of Elena. But Selena tries the eye of Elena, and it doesn't work. It's bullcrap. All right, Mort. This was this was my note on Mort. Mort is a turd. He is. The necklace is still the key. This is my notes. Okay. The necklace is still the key. There's just some bullcrap in the way to use it, and he's not letting her know. He's like, "Come back with better questions." It's bullcrap. The eye the eye of Elena is the key. I know it is, and I'm holding to that. I will die on that hill. Um, it's just some bull crap and how she's using it and Mort isn't telling her and that's stupid. If okay. he cares about right in the world and good and her solving this and defeating evil, he should tell her and this is dumb. All right. I, I feel I've, so strongly about that. Your thoughts are clear. Yep. <laughs> so next big thing we have is we get a flashback from Selena. She is leaving the castle because it's the anniversary of her parents' death. Man, this is big yeah so even though it might not be in present time <laughs> again yeah this is not her confirmed this killing people not her confirmed killing people th- th- this leads into my whole secondary theory yeah. it, it's a fan theory that she's not actually an assassin yeah. she's just deranged which but i do kind of love but we do get it's definitely not what's supposed yeah. to be happening yeah but we get a flashback of her day in endovier which we heard about in the first book of when she snapped killed a bunch of the guards and was kind of trying to escape but not really right she thought she was gonna die yes um really cool it's again when she is portrayed as the actual assassin that she is of being dangerous and being able to kill people it finally makes her cool Mm -hmm. like just telling me that she's cool and an assassin does nothing for me show me Mm -hmm. like show her killing people and this was that um, the flashback was really cool. It was just like the, the cold, dead, blindless or blindless, <laughs> just the blind rage of just going through and killing the, the, um, captors and mm-hmm. the guards who had specifically like, you know, raped this other girl in the camp. Right. Yeah. She like went after them and she was like, they died too quickly. Yeah. But 
she was, I don't know. It was just such a good depiction of her um, when she was at that point of she wanted to be killed by the guards, even though she knew that the guards were instructed not to kill her. Mm-hmm. She was like, if I kill enough people, they'll have to kill me. Right. It was just such a cool, desperate moment and such a good character building part for her, mm-hmm. but also such like a cool thing in the book. Yeah, I was big fan for flashback. I get why she ran away for the day. Makes mm-hmm. total sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's obviously a big scene for her of finding out like this, like you said, you just feel that desperation of she was ready to die. Like yep. she, she was trying to do anything she could of like, all right, if I push him to a certain point, they're going to have to kill me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's pretty, pretty deep there. And then Kale stays with her that night to well, comfort her. Yeah. Then when she gets back there, yeah, Kale's waiting for her mm-hmm. and there is another Kale hug. Mm-hmm. So in book one, we know the Kale hug was mm-hmm. steamy and yeah. romantic. This one even more so. Yeah. There's, there's, oh yeah, she's like gripping at his back and like back muscles. The back muscles. <laughs> um, oh shoot, I don't know. I think we skipped it over. Uh-oh. Uh or, 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 There was a part earlier on in this book where it shoot. Uh, it shouts out his back muscles. Yes, page forty-two. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah, so how long can we ago. skip over that? <laughs> so this is after. Um, this is after their training. And um, I, I can't believe I skipped over this. I can't believe this was gone in my notes. Kale's back muscles always deserve a mention. Y- yes. Yes, they do. Uh, Selena watched him go. Watch those powerful muscles shifting in his back. Oh, Visible yeah. even through his dark tunic. Suddenly <laughs> grateful that his lethane um, had long ago left the castle. Oh, so, yeah. His yeah, previous his, girlfriend. His previous girlfriend. Yeah. Yep. So she... Yep, calls Those out the back, back muscles. muscles. Man, Kale's they really back do it muscles. for. Her. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe that I skipped over that previously. <laughs> Ridiculous. Anyway, okay, back to her wanting to commit suicide by trying to oh <laughs> escape this camp. <laughs> back to something so much more serious. Yeah, yeah. I I thought that was it was such a cool scene. Yeah. Again. I'm just a fan of any time it actually so shows her being cool instead of just saying, oh, yeah, yeah, she's a great assassin, showing her killing dudes, right? being that assassin, mm-hmm. all about it. Yeah. Um, then we get a quick scene of Dorian. He's freaking out about his magic. And so he goes to the library and he's like, I just want to find the oldest possible books to study my family history. Like, yeah. where could this have come from? Yeah. Um, so in that, it, it brings up, I asked you about this earlier too. Mm-hmm. Um, I had you look it up for me. So it mentions Gavin Haviliard. Haviliard. Haviliard, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's obviously Doran's like surname. Mm-hmm. And I did not know that Gavin's name was Haviliard. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you looked it up and it was mentioned in book one. It is. So it's Elena's name. Only Elena's name. So it says Elena... Galathinius Havilyard, which I guess you kind of assume that the first name is her maiden name and then the second name is like Gavin's yeah. last name. Yeah. But it never says Gavin Havilyard. Yeah. So, so, I mean. So, when I read that, I was like, wait, is this new information? Yeah. <laughs> like, our, because we know Selena is um, descended or descended from Elena because we know the blood bonds are hard to break or whatever. Blood ties blood can't ties be broken. Can't yeah. be broken. Yep. Yeah. 
Um, and now we know that Gavin is a Havillard. So, right. so he's the first king of Adderlin. So basically this tells us like the Havillards have ruled Adderlin. Unbroken chain. Yeah, for a thousand years. Which is crazy. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. That's the most fantasy of anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so I read that and I was like, wait, w- was I supposed to know that? <laughs> or, or am I just hearing this now for the first time? Yeah. Um, I, I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. But, um, I, I thought that was uh, very interesting. Dorian's yeah. whole side story of figuring out that he's magic and trying to trace that down. Loved that. It's Th- really fun. Through the first yeah. part of this book. He's off on his own. He's not part of the romance. Mm-mm. He's just trying to figure himself out. He's doing out. his own thing, but it holds up. Like, Absolutely. you're interested. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And he does learn some stuff that I'm just, I'm just going to say it for listeners to remind everyone as well as you, just because this, this stuff does matter. Like, this is the lore of the world. So he does, he's reading about Gavin, who is his ancestor. So he was a mortal prince and he's the one who went to war against the Dark Lord Erewhon. So we heard this dude You mentioned, keep bringing that up. We heard him mentioned in the first book. But so we know that there's like these dark forces or whatever. Um, and it was a long and brutal war. Only a third of Gavin's men survived. But Gavin did win. And he emerged with his bride, the Princess Elena. Who, who obviously, was a warrior. We know. Who was a Not warrior. Not just a princess yes. that everyone thinks she is. And she was a half fae. Yep. And because Gavin won the war, he won he was given the territory of Adderlin as like a reward. Yep, and it so, stayed in the family. Yes, yeah. So it stayed in the family since then. Um, and so that's how it gets to Dorian's father and then after that him. So and we also learned there I think you already said this, but Dorian sees that um Aelin Galathinius and he's like yeah I I have this memory of meeting her as a kid and she yeah. like spilled tea on me or something no no he spilled tea on her he spilled and tea her, on her her older cousin it was also another like Aelin or something very basic um was like oh he wants to kill me a Aedion Aedion yeah anyway it was another a name yeah. <laughs> and um so so I just instantly you know it yeah. was one of those reader moments of like, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> just going to invent a word yep. here. Yeah. Yep. Just, I, I know the name when I see it. It's her, her older cousin was like, oh, I want to kill this guy. He's a under he's, yeah. he's a heavy yard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's what Dorian's doing. And then we get to, here's the, here's the romantic highlight of the first half. My goodness. Let's get into it. What? Selena uh, and Kale night. date night. Well, it's Kale's birthday. It's his birthday. And she has such a cute plan for him. Mm-hmm. It was, okay. I don't even know how to start. It's, yeah, it's adorable. It's mm-hmm. really fun. It's really cute. So she takes him to this apothecary. Mm-hmm. And the, like, roof of this apothecary's workshop, um, yeah, house. business, whatever. Business, yeah, is a greenhouse. Mm-hmm. And it's this beautiful garden and Kale's like, this is just like that garden in the song. That, that Raina the, Goldsmith was singing. Yes, that yeah. she was singing that he was so enraptured by. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's just so beautiful. And this is like the best thing anyone has ever done for me. And it was just, it, it was just a dinner in a greenhouse overlooking the city. And it was so cute. Mm-hmm. I mean, it made me think of like, oh man, when was the last time I did this for you? Like, <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's why I want you to read those. I, yeah, you, you, you said you said I think it was last episode. You were having yes, me read these to give me ideas. <laughs> yeah, to give me ideas about how to you know treat you like on the, like it was some sort of thing, but it was for date night ideas. Um, <laughs> so anyway, it was so cute. Her just like setting up this little dinner at this mm-hmm. apothecary. Because she knew what he liked yeah. and like the pretty flowers. And then his favorite stew mm-hmm. and all the, like, we skipped over Dorian. Dorian gave him a very fancy horse. Yes. A very yeah. cool horse. Mm-hmm. And I'm all about, he, he's being an absolute bro. Mm-hmm. Dorian and Kale, through this whole thing, like, they're being absolute bros to each other. There's yeah. nothing wrong they with love how they each interact. Other. Yeah. yeah. But it's also tense because there's a girl. Yeah. You know, like bros before hoes. Like mm-hmm. you should be looking out for each other. And um they do for the most part. But <laughs> Kale slips up. Anyway, um this or dinner slips in. <laughs> <laughs> later, later. <laughs> the dinner is adorable mm-hmm. and it's so romantic, so cute. Yeah. Um and he's just you know, it talks about Kale being this guy whose family rejected him. Yeah. And like nobody had um like cared for him ever. Yeah. And so her actually like putting in the time to know what he liked and set up this dinner for him was just so thoughtful and he just loved it so much. It was very touching, very romantic. Mm-hmm. It was really great. Yeah. I wanted someone someone to <laughs> throw me a dinner on mm. a rooftop overlooking the city in a cute apothecary greenhouse mm. having Note my taken. favorite dinner you know <laughs> if if that happened to me i would be happy <laughs> only if i wore the dress though right hey you can wear whatever dress you want <laughs> this one was relatively modest she was it, it was it was just sparkly I yeah think. i mean i mean sparkly is cool <laughs> you know but yeah it was so cute so she, yeah. so they go to the greenhouse it's great. They're romantic. Mm-hmm. But then she ruins, yeah. absolutely ruins the mood. Yeah. I thought there was absolutely no coming back from this. She tells Kale, captain of the guard, that she has not been killing her assignments. Yeah. She does the same thing she has done with everyone else. I'm like, oh, hey, by the way, I'm, I'm just going to throw this out there. People. Yeah. See what you do with it. <laughs> I, I just, I don't even know. Why would she tell him ever? Like he is loyal to the crown above because all she's else. she's falling in love with him. It so doesn't, she's like, he needs to know no, everything. It doesn't matter. He, he is loyal to the crown. He is captain of the guard. You are now putting, like she is now putting him in a, in a spot where he has to choose. Yeah. And at this point. Before he's been like, there's a line. I'm yes. not crossing it yet. Yeah. And then she butters him up with dinner and then tells him, <laughs> hey, by the way, I haven't, I've been disobeying the king outright yeah. and then borderline rebelling against him. Yeah. And yeah. Cause all of the targets are like rebel associates and stuff. Exactly. So like, anyway, she ruins the mood straight up. Yeah. Um, and, and he's upset. <laughs> <laughs> understandably, but I feel like he is so wrapped up in his hormones that he doesn't care. <laughs> and I can't blame the guy for that. Like you can only have so much honor. relatable. You yeah. can only have so much honor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but 
but yeah, so she tells him that, hey, I haven't been killing these people. I've been helping them escape. He's like, hey, that's not cool. The king's going to kill you. Little does he know he's first on the king's list. Yeah. So <laughs> Selena doesn't care about him at all. <laughs> um, but anyway, he kisses her. Mm-hmm. And man, my guy, what a move. Mm-hmm. The best. But as soon as that happened, I wrote down in my notes, and this is a theme that goes throughout the rest of the book. I said, the poor guy is doomed. Kale is going to die. That is my official prediction. She is too in love with him for this to last. And the only way this ends is him dying. As soon as that line was crossed and Kale became her love interest, that was his, you know, that was his death warrant. He is done for. If he does not die in this book, I will be shocked. He doesn't die in the first half. We know that. Yeah, he's he's still going strong. He's still alive, but... <laughs> well, yeah, maybe not strong. He's alive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's strong enough. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, But I was like, at this point, when he kisses her and it's a thing, I was like, this this guy just sealed his fate. So did he you feel like doomed. it just happened too soon? Because you thought they were going to get yeah. together. You just think it's too soon? Way too soon. Okay. Way too soon and too much too quick. Yeah, because they're they like, are I'm in, dedicated to each other. He's like thinking they are about in love. Like marrying her. Yeah, later yeah, yeah, later on it talks about him thinking about them being married. It's her thinking about, oh, life after this is with Kale. Yeah. It is too much too quick. This boy is dead. So I am upset because <laughs> Sarah J. Mass is playing with my emotions. <laughs> I've been Team Kale since day one, <laughs> and I am upset that this is happening so quick. I know that there's a lot more books. There, there, how many books? Eight? There's eight total, there's, including the prequel. There's eight so. books, and I know that Kale is lasting all eight books. And I don't know if it's going to be this one or one later, but he's dead, and I am upset about it. And it might be this book, and if it is, I'm going to be devastated. Um, But... That being said, I'm enjoying the romance as it's happening now. <laughs> For now. What a great moment. So then it goes back to, they had this amazing night. They're making out on the oh, carriage yeah. ride back there mm-hmm. to the castle. They're making out the whole way through. Mm-hmm. They get to her room and she invites him in. Yeah, she does. And they do it. They do it. They The, the first sex of the series, yep. Kale and Selena. Her virginity. First half of this book is definitely adult. (laughs) Oh yeah, adult fiction. Yeah, I know what that means now. Adult fiction. Not really. It's very tame. They don't explain it at all. It's like, oh, and they had sex. Yeah, it's it's um man, I really should pull up the quotes, but it's it's very much so. I think it's like she gave him everything she had. Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's like that 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 insinuation. That's it's just an insinuation of and they had sex. They had sex, yep. Um but I'm about it. I'm I'm here for it. Yeah. And it was it was really cute. It was really great. Mm -hmm. Um and then we learn that it was her first time. Yes, she was a big old virgin. Yep. A, <laughs> pretty small. Okay, she was a little virgin. <laughs> a little old virgin. Yeah. Um, we don't know about Kale. Um, 
Does it not say with the Lithian chick? Maybe it doesn't. I don't really remember. I don't remember either. Okay. Um, if it did say... He dated her. I don't... It probably didn't say if he slept with her. It might have said, but I did not take note of it because okay. I was not keeping track of Virginia. Whatever. It doesn't matter as much for the guy. We know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, they do it. Um, and it's cute. Mm-hmm. I think this calls for the hot or not. Okay. If, if so we're, if we're going through hot or not, are you going to rank... It all is one experience, or are we going to do whole, date I, night? I think the whole night, the whole night. is one okay. experience. The whole night, hot like, or not. So there is this, the, uh, as it leads into it, it's through Kale's perspective, mm-hmm. and then it switches to hers. And the first line in her perspective is, the kiss obliterated her. That was mm-hmm. the first kiss. That's so good. Yeah. She's just melting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then they're talking about like being on the roof and all these things. And then, um, and, and then it was only them, skin against skin. And when they reached the moment when there was nothing more between them at all, not even skin, uh, Selena kissed Kale deeply and gave him everything she had. Oh, freaking hot, <laughs> hot! Ten I'm about ten it. Hot? Not ten out of ten, but hot. But hot. Yeah. This isn't a one to ten scale. This is just hot this or is not. This is just hot or not. Hot and or it's not. Hot. It's hot. It's hot. I'm all about it. Um, a very, very cute, heartwarming experience. A good virginity loss story. <laughs> very, if there ever was one. <laughs> very tame. It yeah. does then go into the next morning. Yeah, let's go ahead. We're skipping out a little bit. We'll get back to Dorian because he has some interesting stuff. But let's yeah. go ahead since we're on the topic. Since we're on the topic. <laughs> next morning after losing her virginity. They go for round two. Yep, they and, wake up and she's like, hmm. And Kale's like, oh, are you? how are you feeling? Because obviously that was painful. Because as we know, <laughs> it's not all sunshine and roses for women the first time. If you're a real person, you know that. Um, and so they go for round two next morning. And I was like, man, this is fantasy. <laughs> I don't think we're going to talk about too much. <laughs> Matt's looking at me like, how much are we going to share of our personal listen, story? That's, um, that's, that's, that's your story to tell. <laughs> yeah. That's not me. So listen, we're not, we're not here to share some personal details. I'm not about to share anything, but um, listen, good for Selena. I'm just saying either this is, you know, we're having fantasy reasons of SJM just wanted them to have a lot of sex. Or, as Matt has said, Kale's penis has got to be a little. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the two. Because, girl, if it's the right size, then you are not ready the next morning. <laughs> you are looking for an ice pack and a nice movie. <laughs> man, you're just, man, you're going in on him. I mean, I listen, Whew. I'm just saying. All right, man. You heard it here first, folks. Kale has a small penis. Kale has a small penis. That's why he's got such big back muscles. It's <laughs> compensating. It's like, yeah, just look at my back. Don't look lower. I can't stand for this. This guy's been nothing but a gentleman. <laughs> we'll rank his penis later. Oh my god, no! I. <laughs> I hope it doesn't get to that. Man. We'll see. 
<laughs> oh no, I'm not ready for this. Uh, okay, um, I think that's enough. Moving on. <laughs> Let's move on. Moving on. Let's move on. Okay, so we get another big important conversation between Dorian and Matt's fave. Baba Yellowlegs. <laughs> grumpy old witch. Yes. I, man, there needs to be more grumpy old witch. I wish I knew a grumpy old witch. I want that in my life. Um, she just seems like the realist. She's just eating chicken, talking to him like, yep. are you going to pay me money or what, kid? Like she's, She definitely has a Boston accent, right? <laughs> she's smoking a pack of Marlboros. She's like, what do you want? <laughs> Well, you some prince or something. You want your fortune told? I'm eating chicken. This is my lunch break. It costs double. Oh, you probably wipe your butt with gold, don't you, Dorian? Wait, no, she doesn't say Dorian because he's oh, no, like hiding, yeah. right? Yeah, she doesn't say Dorian, but yeah. she says you probably wipe your butt yeah, with gold. Yeah, she does say that. And he's yeah. like, oh, that wouldn't be very comfortable. <laughs> Hilarious. So fun. I love uh, I love Bobby Yellowlegs. Yeah. She's, she's the... She's the realist. Yeah, she is. Um, so they do have a conversation because Dorian is like freaking out about his magic. He's like, he's, I'm magic and I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, dude, chill. Well, you- and he's trying to figure out like there literally is no magic. Like. So she there's. Yeah, OK, we we are told that there is no magic. We're but told obviously there's, no magic, there's magic. But he has magic. Yes. So we obviously don't, there's magic. Yeah. And, and his dad is magic. The king is magic. I'm. I'm oh, saying think, that. So you think the king is magic? Absolutely. Like okay. he can't be a king that's consulting power and has these, you know, special rings and the word marks in his castle that he didn't destroy. He's magic. Okay. He's an evil magic king that's hiding the magic and trying to kill all the magic people so that he's the only magic one. I said that book one. I like. You did? I'm. I'm you did? on record. He's okay. magic. So Dorian is magic because his dad's magic, and that's okay. fine. And it's this whole thing. He's like, I, I don't know how I can be magic. And she's like, I don't know how you can be magic either. That sounds pretty dumb to me. Okay. I'm going to share the actual conversation. Because <laughs> okay, there's some, okay. there's, yeah, I'm just going to kind of lay some things that are kind of important. So she talks about like, it's true that there's no magic on this continent. Like nobody has magic, but there have been rumors that in other places magic still exists. So she's like, maybe the question you should be asking is why did magic disappear here? So she doesn't have any, like, she doesn't give any proof that there is other magic. Lazy writing. This is Sarah J. Mass. Whoa. Oh, no, I'm calling her out. <laughs> her having a witch from a far off land in a carnival come over and be like, hmm, maybe you should investigate the reason why this lore doesn't make sense so that as you discover it, I can explain it in this story and book. Lazy writing. How, okay. And, How is that lazy writing? If it if it made sense for the character to discover it, it shouldn't be some random third party being like, hmm, maybe you should look into the origin of this for me. <laughs> I, I just, okay. Okay. That's yeah. That's yeah. Fair. I, <laughs> um, another thing that I do want to just put out there, because I'm just going to go ahead and say it. We're going to get to know the witches more. So you love Bobby Yellowlegs. Love Bobby Yellowlegs. We got Yellow more Legs. witches in the future. I'm so okay? happy about that. The metal teeth. Yes. The iron yes, teeth. Yes, they are iron teeth witches. So there are some things to know about the witches that Bobby Yellowlegs kind of discusses. So witches are from the Fae, which we've kind of heard about. They're yep. these like, you know, magical beings. Elves, kind of. Kind of, yeah, basically yeah. the elves. 
They have pointy ears, so they're four elves. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure they're very graceful. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then we learn a very important word. So remember this word. Droll? D- what's the word? Valg. Oh, sorry. I got that totally wrong. <laughs> so Valg. witches are descended from the joining of Fae and Valg blood. Yes. In, in the Valg are the demons. The Valg, yes. This is the first time we learn. We've been hearing about like evil stuff and whatever. Yeah. And now she's talking about, yeah, just like basically these bad people or this bad race that is the Valg. Well, I don't know. You can say bad race. I don't know if that's okay to say. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're all about, you know, racial positivity on this podcast. <laughs> hey. Valg to be determined. <laughs> We haven't met any yet, so you know exactly. we're going to keep You're it open. judging them really hard, <laughs> just because they have iron teeth. <laughs> so for the witches, there's a very distinct difference between we've got iron teeth, which Bobby Yellowlegs, she's yep. got those big old metal teeth. Yep. And then there are the croaking witches, and those are the hot ones. Those are and, the hot ones. And specifically, <laughs> in all of last book and this book, we haven't talked about it a lot on the podcast. Anytime okay. she describes someone as ugly. As being a hairy old man or having acne or like just being gross. Mm -hmm. They are evil. So for Sarah J. Mass, anyone who's ugly is evil and anyone who's pretty is good. So you think Bobby Yellowlegs is evil? Uh, No, absolutely not. Bobby Yellowlegs is a saint. (laughs) She's a a 500 something year old witch. Well, probably older. We'll get to that. But this old witch, she is very ugly. I think she's good, but I'm okay. saying as far as the writing perspective until now, okay, the hot ones are good. The ugly ones are bad across the board. Okay. Um, but yeah, so the Crokin, she, ba- so if the witches are from the Fae and Valg, she says the iron teeth take after the Valg. So the demon baddies yeah, and the Crokin take after the beautiful, graceful Fae. Yep. So the elves. Yep. Um, the so hot we've, witches. yeah, we've got these two different sets of witches and when she talks about like her being the last born of the witch kingdom, yep, there was basically this like civil war between the witches, yep. And so the Iron Teeth defeated the Crokins, and so she's saying she was the last born of that. But, but the Krokins, we don't know that that's true. She seems we don't know. Like she yeah, might she be just tells. Yeah, she just tells a story. Yeah, and it's very like she's part of a carnival. Who knows? She's yeah, like who knows? A carny witch. She could be very old. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah. So yeah, we don't know what's going on there. Um. So that's. It for Bobby Yellowlegs for now. Then the next thing that happens is Selena is with Archer again. Mm -hmm. And this is part that you didn't have in your little um, like order of stuff. So she is with Archer. Well, sorry. She is spying on this, uh, the list of people that Archer gave her. Yes. The list of names. And Mm -hmm. she notices that all of them are together and they're all leaving on a ship. Yeah, they're out getting of the out of city. town. They're, yeah. Yeah, so they're gone. And she's like, "What the heck? Mm-hmm. These guys must have been tipped off to something." And then Archer's there with her in the alleyway that she's in, and she's like, "Did you tell them?" And he's like, "Yeah, I had to let them know. I couldn't have their blood on my hands." At that moment <laughs> in time, she kills Archer. Period. Yeah, she Nothing should. else. I agree. She, it's like, yeah, the, you gave him a chance and he betrayed you. you. Yeah, like, you saved his life. You yeah. said, give me info, give me names. Mm-hmm. And he did. Yeah. And now he betrayed you. He is dead. He yeah. forfeits his life. He knew the deal. 
if you are an assassin, mm-hmm. you kill him now. Yep, and she did not. Yep. And again, that just feeds into my thing. She is not an assassin. I don't care what this book says. I don't care <laughs> what she calls herself. To assassinate. <laughs> she has not assassinated anyone. No one at all. She is not an assassin. And I refuse to call her that until she assassinates someone. She has not assassinated anyone. It's ridiculous. And she lets Archer live. Which is mind blowing. I agree. At that point, you got to be like, "Hey, I gave you your shot, and you, you blew it. You blew it. You yeah. blew it. And hard. okay, so you rescued some people, so now you have to die. Like, yes, I I agree. Yeah, I agree. It's like you made this choice. You chose their lives over yours. You're done. Yeah. You kill him. Give him to the king. Say, hey, here's your guy. Yeah. Yeah. End of story. Mm-hmm. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. I cannot believe that. But then she has sex with Kale in a bl- in a broom closet. <laughs> She has sex with Kale in a broom closet. Listen, girl is distracted right now. She's got a lot going on. She's a virgin. Not anymore. <laughs> now she's having like standing up sex in a broom closet. Every day. <laughs> yeah. She's having sex, you know, multiple times a day from what it seems like. She's just going for it. Good for her. Oh, stamina man. on that girl. <laughs> I mean, we, we later learned Kale is a very passionate lover. <laughs> but... Um, but yeah, she goes and interrupts his meeting and is like, Hey, uh, the king wants to see you. And he's like, Oh, the king. And yeah, she's she like, wants no, some. me. Yeah. Let's, uh, go into this broom closet. <laughs> he's like, I have a meeting in 20 minutes. I'm going to be late if we go all the way back to your room because it'll take 30 seconds. And then the walk back <laughs> will also be 10 minutes. So the 10 minutes there plus 30 seconds plus 10 minutes back. I'll be late That's to my meeting. Much. I just need a good 60 seconds in a broom closet. Exactly. So they go into the broom closet <laughs> and have at it. Yep. Super hot. And then she tells Nehemia about it. Yeah. So now we get to, I think this is like the end of chapter 24. Yeah. Um. So Selena and Nehemia are hanging out in one of their rooms. Uh, Selena's, yeah. yeah, so they're just having like a good time being friends. They're talking, talking about, about like, oh, yeah. And Nehemia is like, oh, in a broom closet. Like, good for you. Yeah, they're having a little gossip sesh. And that's where we find out Kale is a passionate lover. Oh, yeah. Because he's, listen. Oh, I've he's giving it to her good. Team Kale since day one. Yeah. <laughs> I've known he's the one you want. Yeah. Um, And so we think that it's a nice girls being girls, like just, you know, nice little little talk. And then it gets pretty serious. And Nehemia is like, hey, I want you to promise me that you're going to help free Eelway. A ridiculous request. So, yeah, I was going to ask you because... So, basically, before you get into that, I'm just going to say what happened. So, Nehemia is like, hey, you know, you... Selene has already told her that she's not killing the people that the king wants her to kill. Yeah, she's just sharing it with everyone now. <laughs> so Nehemia is like, crazy. well, I thought that you doing that was like your first act of rebellion, and now you're ready to go even further. I want you to promise me you're going to help free my people. And Selena's like, um, no, like I'm just an assassin. I am here to like, I'm doing what I can to not kill people, but I'm here for my freedom. And like, yes. I'm going to get out in four years and be done. Yep. And she's like, I'm from Terrison. My people are gone. Like, yep. be glad that you still have people. Yep. Um, and so they get into this big argument, and it ends with Nehemia calling Selena a coward. So, I, what are your thoughts? Oh, all right. So, I get Nehemia calling her a coward because she's like, "Yeah, if you cared, you would fight." But also, like, 
Selena is just surviving. She's just trying yeah. to get through it. Like she was in a like a slave mine where she was going to die like a year ago. Yeah. So she's just out here doing the bare minimum. If she was killing these guys, she would be doing the bare minimum to be to right. goodbye. Yeah. And she's not even killing them. She's letting Risking them go. Risking Nehemiah's life. <laughs> yeah. She, yeah. She's doing too much, in my opinion, <laughs> to try to like be a good person. Yeah. And then for her to be like, hey, I want you to commit to this rebellion. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That is absolutely insane. Nehemiah has no place doing that. Yeah. I'm upset at her because she used to be a bro. <laughs> I wrote down book one, Nehemiah is a bro. She is no longer no a bro. No longer a bro. No longer a bro. She calls her a coward for yeah. being like, hey, I know you have been the king's champion for a month. You should now defy him openly and, and start a rebellion. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely insane. Okay, so you disagree. You're on Selena's side. Absolutely. Okay. I, yeah. Nehemia is asking too much, too quick, with offering no amount of support. Later we find That's out fair, yeah. Nehemia has been doing stuff. If but at this point, yeah, she's just like, do this stuff. Yeah. And Selena's like, well, no. No, absolutely not. Yeah. So Nehemia gives her no support, no actual info, yeah. nothing to go on. But she's like, oh, you should be doing more. Mm -hmm. Just like, no, yeah. I'm not about that. Yeah. Yeah. I was very frustrated at that. Nehemia is being ridiculous. Okay. So that is the last scene that we get between Nehemia and Selena yep. until the end of part one. Next chapter so, is crazy. Yeah, next chapter is a very like third person kind of we don't really get all the details and it's just the princess is talking to the queen who says either the prince or she needs to break. Nehemia says the prince isn't wait, ready. Wait, Nehemia says? The princess says. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's Nehemia, right? The princess? Hold on. She's did a princess. You, did you just Freudian slip that like because you know information I don't I am just assuming at this point right who else we don't know I another thought, princess I thought this was like a ghost princess that we didn't know yet talking to Elena or something oh I'm assuming at this point that it's Nehemia what okay so who did you think it was I thought this was Elena and like some like ghost princess because it it says like something like her ghostly form when it's talking about the queen. So I thought this whole thing was well, like I will say Elena. I'm reading summaries, so maybe I'm remembering wrong. Okay, hold on. Let me look it up real quick. Yeah, so this is chapter 25. Um, the princess looked up towards the shaft of moonlight spilling into the tomb. Okay. When she looked back at the ancient queen, her eyes were bright. Yes. Then do what needs to be done. So I thought maybe this was either I thought this was some ghost prince talking to Elena. Princess, you mean? Sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought this was some ghost princess talking to Elena. I didn't know it was Nehemia. Well, like I said, I'm just reading summary, so at this point, like when I just see princess, I, that's the only princess we've met so far. <sighs> Man, I think you just let a detail slip of what happened to Nehemia. Man, live on the podcast. I don't we'll know. See. We'll see. I, okay. Only only people who have read can judge you because I have no idea how to. We'll yet. see if that matters. I um, thought I so thought this was Elena, not like the queen queen, but this was Elena in the tomb because uh -huh. they were in the tomb talking in his ancient queen. 
and I thought maybe this was another ghost that we were being introduced to. Or maybe I guess it was Nehemia now. Man. Ugh. Crazy. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. I can't believe you said Nehemia. That's crazy. We'll see. I think we will. And I think you gave it okay, away. So the pr- <laughs> I think you gave it away. The princess. Oh my gosh, that's so much crazier than what I thought happened. <laughs> the the princess. <laughs> Matt has his hands on his head right now. He's freaking out. Yep. Um. So the princess, <laughs> who we don't know who it is. Yeah, we have no idea who it is. <laughs> the one who has not read the book yet has no idea who it is. And somebody else said Nehemia, so okay. <laughs> no idea who the princess is. We'll, we'll, okay, we'll discuss <laughs> next episode. Um, so the princess says, the prince isn't ready, but the princess is like, but I know what I have to do. Oh my gosh, Casey, I can't believe this. It was Nehemia? Woo! Okay. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I don't want to talk about anything else yet, but we have to. We have to. All right. <laughs> yeah, we got it. We got to move on. We'll get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. Don't worry, y'all. Our marriage will survive this. We'll oh okay. my goodness! <laughs> what a slip. Whew. Okay. <laughs> Last part of the first half of this book. Let's just. We got to move on. Okay. Yep. Yep. Let's take I, a deep breath. Yep. I. I mean, I'm not going to take a deep breath. I'm just moving on. Okay, we're going to move on. Starting with chapter six, and we're just going through... 26. Sorry, yeah, chapter 26, and we're going through the end. Yep. All right? So we start with there's a hunting party, and Kale's out with, like, the king and Dory and Roland and all them. Yep. And the king tells Kale, hey, we're going to question Nehemia. We're going to bring her into the council room, and basically we want you to guard it and make sure that nobody gets in. Yeah. Like... Yeah, leave us alone. Meanwhile, I know that this doesn't mean anything, but there's a small detail. The king shoots a pheasant through the eye with a bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. Man, what a shot. Baller, yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, that's intense. That, yeah. That's a great shot. Good, jo- yeah. good job on the king. That little detail in there, I was like, I don't want to matsplain how hard this is. Um, <laughs> but it's hard. <laughs> but I couldn't do that, I know. Um, <laughs> says Matt, who has been pheasant hunting twice, so <laughs> with shotguns, yeah. <laughs> so yes, he for sure could not do that more than twice too. But their eyes are very small. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't shoot them in the eye with a shotgun. You don't do that. Um, anyway, um, I I want to point out that detail baller scene. I'm sure that that is. I don't know. It just shows that the king is a real one. Um, but then Kale is talking or like he's thinking so much about uh, Selena and about this is the part where he's like, oh, man, like what if I propose and all this stuff? Mm-hmm. He has so much hope in their future mm-hmm. and it's talked about too much. He is dead. Absolutely. He is dying. Because this is where he's thinking about like what his dad would think of Selena. Yep. Right. And yep. Yeah. It just <sighs> Sarah J. Mass is putting so much hope in this relationship. It is doomed. This guy is dead. I am just I'm I, hiding behind my pop. I'm not looking at you. I'm not <laughs> looking at you because I, I know he's dead and I'm just devastated. And I'm surprised that it didn't happen in the first half of the book. I think it's going to happen second half and I'm sad because I'm so team Kale. You don't even know. Okay. Anyway, other stuff happens after okay. that. Yeah. So he's, anyway, yeah, the, the king, king is, is gonna like, hey, we're going to question Nehemia. And yeah. he's like, don't tell anyone. And basically and the subtext is like, don't tell Selena. Like, yep. I know you're close. Don't tell her. No yep. one is to know. And he doesn't because he's he a doesn't. good guy. So he he doesn't say anything, even though he does struggle with it because he's like, yeah, I know Selena wants to know. Yeah. Um, but he comes up with these reasons of like, well, I'm captain of the guard. It wouldn't really help anything for her to know. So I'm not going to say anything. Yep. 
All right. Now this is this is all one big thing. Oh okay? man. So Selena is hanging out for the day. She's like, oh, I wonder where Kale is. Um, she spends the whole day and doesn't see him. And then she's like, I'm going to go check his rooms because I haven't seen him. And she finds this note that's like, we have the captain. Like, stop following us and come, like, see us. If you don't come by tomorrow morning, you'll find what's left of him. Yeah. So, like, they're going to kill Kale yep. if you don't come. The rebels have him. The rebels have him. She's been following them for a while. And they're like, we've got your man. Come and see us face to face. Yep. And let's just go ahead and put that explicit mark on this podcast because shit goes down. Man, she she, she turns into a killing machine. Yes. All right. Aside from her killing the pedophile guy <laughs> and, Davis. And, and the dude's wife, this is the first time she actually goes crazy yes. and starts killing folks. Yeah. And I'm all about it. Yeah. This is her finally being an assassin. Yeah. She's like, I feel this icy rage spreading through me. And she's like, I don't care about literally anything. I will murder every human being that ever existed. I'm going to save Kale. Yeah. Like. Yep. And I'm here for it. That's what I've been waiting on. It's taken us a book and a half to get there Mm -hmm. for her to finally show that she is cool. Mm-hmm. And then she freaking tears through this. She jumps over a gap between the buildings, goes in through the roof, jumps through a window, earth, through the window, yeah. yeah. And it's just like throwing daggers at archers. And mm-hmm. then she's like, oh, yeah, I'm just taking out all these guys. Yeah. Awesome. Amazing fight scene. So much fun. Finally, she's doing something cool, mm-hmm. actually doing something cool and being the assassin that she says that yeah. she is. Yeah. Which I love. There's a part of it. So, like, it talks before she. Right before she leaves to go save Kale, she mentions her like um, training master again, Arabin. Yeah. And she's like, Arabin always called it the killing calm. She's yeah. like, but he doesn't know like just how basically like removed from herself she can get. Yeah. She is like, I'm not even a person anymore. I'm just like a killing stone cold machine. machine. Yeah. Yep. She's like a shark that just the eyes are black. Yeah. So she goes in. She's flinging daggers. She's murdering people left and right. Like they are just going down. She's not going to negotiate. She's like, I'm not here to hear you out. She's not like, hey, free him and I'll let you live. She's like, no, No, I'm I'm killing all of you (laughs) and I'm going to take him. (laughs) And then we get to like almost a standstill where there's this old guy that's like, stop, stop. And then there's, but there's like another rebel that I think it's from Kale's POV. Yeah. He's like, he can tell that this guy's like still wanting to fight yep. Selena. It's it's this guy who is guarding Kale and he has two swords across his back. He seems like a pretty cool He seems dude. cool. Yeah. In my notes, I was like, is this Roland? This would be some stupid Ooh. stuff of like, it would be Roland randomly for no reason, <laughs> just for drama. Yeah. Um. Not that it is, but yeah. I did. I did write that. But so yeah, yeah. so he's cool guy. That's like, oh, I still want to fight. Like I can yeah. take her. I'm gonna and, rush her. And then Kale is like, and I think from Selena's point of view, she's like, oh, I am re- like, I am not done killing people. Yeah. Like yeah, I still want to kill people. Yep, that was the quote so of she think, was not done killing. Yeah, and I think that's where you see assassin of like she is kind of bloodthirsty, and and even Kale says like there's nothing human in her eyes. Like yep. she is not the sweet girl that threw him a birthday dinner. <laughs> She is murdering crazed person that yep. like doesn't care about anything right now. And it's about time. Yes. Yeah. I feel like this is this is a a good we finally see Adderland's assassin. Yeah. And like nobody stands a chance. And I feel like it's believable. Yes. That being said, it does not give a kill count. It intentionally talks about people being injured. 
and people like limping away okay. as to not make her seem like a bad person. Okay. I feel like that's a weakness in the storytelling. Okay. I feel like she should have murdered 10 of these rebels. Okay. I feel like there should have been dead bodies on the floor. And that's just part of the story because she was in a rage. I mean, it says like when she jumps through the window and she throws two daggers, it's like they went down. I don't think that means then they limped off. I think that means they went down. Very specifically, it talks about how many people were It does injured. say some people are like, yeah, in like helping people out and yes. stuff. It does. You're right. I think that that is a weak point in the story. She should be murdering these rebels because they made a mistake of kidnapping yeah. Kale. Yeah. And we'll get there in a sec. But yeah, well, let's let's get there because so she she kills a whole bunch of people. This old guy's like, wait, wait. Then she ends up fighting the other guy for a little bit. And then Archer takes an arrow for her. Yeah. So she's about to get shot and Archer comes in, jumps in front of it, takes the arrow. And then he explains the situation. Yeah. So Archer comes out as like, hey, I'm actually the leader of all these rebels. Me and Mm -hmm. Nehemia have been working together. We are leading this rebel force. Mm-hmm. The big thing is that because Selena's like, you have one sentence before I kill all of you. And he's like, he, he's like, yeah, I know you're about to. So he's, he thinks for a bit and he's like, I've been working with Nehemia for the last six months. Yep. And then she listens because she obviously her last conversation with Nehemia was Nehemia wanting her to help. Yep. And he says, yeah, Nehemia was, um, like reveals that Kale knew about the threat on Nehemia's life. And he says, Archer, Archer, reveals, Archer. Yeah. Yes. Archer says, um, he knew about the threat on her life and he was supposed to question her about yes. this. And Kale is like, no, no, they haven't asked me anything. He's lying. The King said that he was going to question her and I was just supposed to guard it. Yeah. yeah. So it's this very, Selena, which tense. Selena doesn't really hesitate of who she's going to trust. She's like, no, I'm here to save Kale. Yeah. Screw you, Archer. Which, like, is, which is so true. Yeah, like it's, yeah. it's the like, correct whatever. choice. Yeah. But Archer is like, we're trying to show you that like, he's not on your side. Yeah. Like, us and Nehemia, we are on your side. We are separate from them. Like, they are the bad guys. We're the good guys. And he, what a terrible strategy. What a dumb yeah, thing. Yeah, it doesn't hey, really let convince me kidnap her. your boyfriend <laughs> and then tell you but that. But he does say, oh. he says like, oh, we realized just before you got here that we had the wrong person. Bull or crap. Yeah. This is, this is garbage. Yeah. This, this was where I got really upset. I was like, this is just stupid. Yeah. Like, it's not even... How did they just find out? They have spies running back and forth between the castle and there. Like, this is so dumb. The yeah. timing of this makes no sense. They were like, oh, Nehemia, is she's not going to be questioned. She's going to be killed. And we just found that out now. And, and so Kale we're sending didn't know. People. Yeah. So he's we're, like, Archer's yeah. like, we're sending people now, but like, they're probably going to be too late. And Selena's like, what are, what are you talking about? And he's like, yeah, like the threat Nehemia's on her life. Gonna like, be killed she's tonight, going to be killed. I guess. Which is, okay. If he knew that just then, that's stupid. Like that, like that is the most ridiculous thing in this whole story. There's no way that they have that kind of fast intel. They don't have walkie-talkies. They don't have cell phones. There is a person running from the castle to them, and how would they know that it is immediate, like like an immediate threat right then and there? That's ridiculous. I I refuse to believe that that's what's going on. This makes a whole lot more sense if what you said is true, <laughs> that Nehemia was the princess talking to Elena. Um, and this was all planned for her to kill herself. And that's where we're getting to. Of 
maybe this is a plan to make Selena snap. And it's Nehemia knowing that Selena won't snap unless Nehemia is dead. So she kills her guards, then kills herself in a room to make it look like the king assassinated her. You think Nick? Nehemia killed her guards and killed herself. This is just now. I just want my, you to say it. The, yes. This <laughs> is this is my just now thought of when you said Nehemia was the princess in chapter 25 when she's like talking to Elena. She's like, you know what you have to do. And she's like, yes, I do. So she then goes and kills her guards, then kills herself in a way that makes it look like she was assassinated. So Selena snaps and then turns on the king. That's, that's what okay. that sounds like to me. If okay. it is Nehemia. In the tomb. But okay. <laughs> previous to that, my thought was um, the king didn't kill her, that it was the rebels that killed her and wanted Selena on their side for some reason. It was a different political move. Okay. Because in my head, the king called a fake threat on, on Nehemia. So he was like, hey, Kale, just guard her closer. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my initial thought. But then I thought maybe he did hear that somebody was gu- gunning for, you know, trying to kill her. Mm-hmm. And he wants her alive because she is a valuable asset to him to negotiate with Elway, right? So he needs her alive. So he doesn't want her dead. Mm-hmm. He actually wants her guarded. So he wouldn't kill yeah, her. Yeah, because it would be bad for him if she died, right? Exactly. But the rebels know that if she dies, she becomes a martyr. Um, they know that Selena is now in a place of power so maybe she turns maybe dorian turns like there is a potential for things to happen in the castle um and across the country or the continent i guess so they you think they think dorian might turn who do you think the spy is no 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 i no i i shouldn't have said dorian i shouldn't have said dorian (laughs) um personally i think dorian but i think maybe i mean maybe roland's the spy and maybe he's like oh maybe dorian's weak he, he feels for the prisoners. He doesn't want the prison camp to expand. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. My thought was it was the rebels that killed Nehemia so that um, stuff would start happening quicker and people would turn against the king. That was my initial thought. Then you said that Nehemia was <laughs> the person in the room with the queen because you know more than me. Okay. Let's so just, now, you hold- know what? We're just going to settle this point. I think it's supposed to be obvious that it's Nehemia. Okay. Like the princess is the literal one princess that we have met. I thought in these maybe books. we were being introduced to a new princess. It's Nehemia, okay? okay. <laughs> it's Nehemia. So she knows what she has to do, so she goes y'all and she kills us, herself. Y'all can let us know if you knew this was Nehemia or not. I knew the first time I, I was like, yeah, the princess. Okay, this is I Nehemia. had a thought, but I, I knew it was Elena. And I was like, Nehemia wouldn't go see Elena on her own. But I guess that was silly of me. She definitely could. Um, anyway, I thought, oh, I guess now with that in mind, I think maybe Nehemia killed her guards, killed herself. Okay. So that all of that um, stuff wow. could start turning and mm-hmm. Selena could be against the king. Okay. Etc. So, so getting back to let's wrap up the last chapter and then we'll just go straight into. You're right. Your we've been we've yeah. been going in a whirlwind <laughs> here. This book was crazy. Yeah, it it is, and I mean this part one ends crazy. So it's like Archer is telling her all these things, and he's like, you know, I just I don't know if there's gonna be time. Like Screw I think Archer. she's already I gone. hate Archer. He should be dead. So then Selena's like, oh my gosh, I have to get to Nehemia. So she sprints yep. across the city. Yep. Gets to the castle. Jumps over the wall. Jumps over, yeah, the castle walls. Runs in, goes by Dorian and all the guards, and they're all following her and shouting after her. But she's like, doesn't even acknowledge them. She's like, I have to get to Nehemia. I have to get to her. I'm going to hide her away. And then whoever's coming for her, like, I'm about to murder them in the most horrible way. Yep. 
And she runs into Nehemia's room. And I think the last line, it's like, but Nehemia was already dead. Uh, and it says, the like, the guards... Line, yeah. Nehemia was dead. Nehemia was dead. So it's like the guards' throats were slit from ear to ear. Yep, Nehemia's personal bodyguards. Yeah, her yep. bodyguards' throats were slit from ear to ear. The princess's brutalized body is on the bed. And it says Nehemia was dead. Yep. Yep. And that's where that's the last line that Matt has read. Yep. That's it. So I wrote, I was like, who did it? I yeah, don't know. So that's that's my question is well, okay, here's my first question. Do you believe that she are you one hundred percent that she is dead? I mean, it's her body on the bed, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'm so, just asking. I'm so here's the thing I've been contemplating this whole series, right? So book one, she was talking about the walking dead, about these spirits in this other realm. Mm -hmm. She's dead in the physical world that they're in. Maybe Nehemia's spirit comes back as not a ghost, but as a different dimensional being. Okay. Maybe that's a thing. Okay. But she's like dead okay. here. So you think she's dead? I mean, Selena says this is her body. She says, The yeah, book her says Nehemia was yeah. dead. Okay. If that's wrong, I have issues. Okay. So, and you said you think the rebels did it. That, or you think yes. she did it. Well, what, Who do you she, think killed she Nehemia? She was a rebel. She was a rebel. Who do you so think killed Nehemia? She was a rebel. It was the rebels. Okay, it, but do you it think it was... Either. Do you think it was her or I else? didn't think it was her until you said that she was with the queen and she said, you know what you have to do. So, I okay. don't know. I, it was the rebels or her. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not going to commit because either okay. way, I'm right. Okay. It was okay. the rebels. It was the rebels. Okay. So one other question: It wasn't I have, the king. I will say it wasn't the you king. You don't think it the, was the king? No, because he has he has nothing to gain by her being dead. He okay. she is more valuable to him alive. Okay. And Archer, you don't trust Archer? No, he's a garbage person. I hate okay. him. He should be dead. Selena should have killed him a long time ago. He, she should have killed him the first time he gave her crappy information and let the guys escape. Okay. Yep. He should be long dead, bad rebel. Okay. Last thing I'll ask about all this is, so one thing that Archer mentions is that he's like, Kale knew about the threat and Selena, it, it very obviously quickly shifts to her running to the castle, but she yeah. is like kind of thrown off that Kale knew. He so knew do that you, she was going to question Do him. you think that Kale is at fault or that Selena should be mad at him because he didn't tell her about the threat. Absolutely not. He has to do his job. He's captain of the guard. The king said they were just going to question her. He had nothing to suspect that it was more than that. So even when the king says like, don't make sure no one comes in or out and Kale is like, that's an odd request. I, yeah. Okay. I, I'm sorry. Okay. I, I don't <laughs> think he did anything wrong. Okay. I think he did what he could okay he can't lead the rebellion kale is not that guy Fair. he's captain of the guard he's okay. doing his job all right so we have wrapped up the first part of the book Man. so now we gotta get yeah <laughs> so so much happens and so much is yet to be revealed matt you're not even ready um i w i was very excited for you to get to this point because this is like the Man, this is the point where it's like everything just unravels and everything is chaos. Yeah. And then stuff just starts really getting started. So let's get into your predictions for the rest of this book. What's okay. going to happen? Okay. So obviously there's going to be a lot more stuff that goes on politically between the king and the rebels. Mm -hmm. So 
Um, I think the rebels are going to make themselves known in a more real sense. I think they're going to make a big move. Maybe they try to kill the king. Maybe there's an attempt on the king's life. Okay. I don't know. Maybe they try to. They're going to do something. Okay. Um, and Kale is going to know, like, through Selena that that's happening or, like, be able to stop it on the king's end or something. There's going to be some conflict there. I don't know what's going to happen there. Um, I still think that Selena is going to unlock some sort of magical power. She's finally going to. She has to have some sort of magic to solve the riddle. That's going to be what it ends up being. The, okay. Like the riddle in the tomb of only the one with the eye can see or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. She needs the eye of Elena plus a little bit of some sort of magic for her to solve that riddle. So she's going to unlock some sort of magic inside her, similar to Dorian, how he had that like dormant magic in him. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's going to happen. There's going to be, like I said, the rebels making a move on the king. Um, Dorian is, I think he's going to make a more dramatic move against the King too. I think he's okay. going to like kind of put himself in opposition, not be like full, full blown rebellion, yeah. mm -hmm. but I think there's going to be some sort of bigger separation between him and the King. Um, I still think Kale is in jeopardy of dying. I, I wrote at the end when Nehemia was dead, I was like, at least it's not Kale yet. <laughs> At least we it's love not Kale, Kale more than Nehemia. Absolutely. <laughs> Nehemia gave up being a bro when she was calling son a coward, asking her to do too much. She was just asking for death. She was asking for it. Um, Kale, my boy, my, my sweet baby boy. Um, <laughs> I hope he doesn't die this book, um, but he's going to die at some point, And that's a real bummer. And I'm very sad about that. But for this book, it's 50 50 he he's in jeopardy of dying um because i think that their romance went too fast too much too fast they were too in love um yeah i okay. think that's enough predictions yeah i think so too yeah i'm excited for you to get started oh man and man let me just say that the first chapter that you're gonna start with is gonna blow your mind um oh, boy. <laughs> Um, people who have read this book, you know. I'm ready for it. I'm all about oh, it. Oh, I cannot wait. Matt's going to have a lot of thoughts. Can we, okay. just, can we pause for a second and just kind of like zoom out here? Okay. I'm so happy I'm reading these books. Yeah? This is so fun. Yeah? I am okay. having a great time. Good. Um, first book was a little rough in some yeah. places. Again, this book was so much better written. Yeah. Like... You can really tell that like she's grown yeah. a lot. Oh, man. So much better. So yeah. I'm... So much more on board now. I, like, I was on board book one. Like, Yeah, but this one, there's a lot more potential, I feel like. You can tell she's laying the groundwork. Yes. It, it, again, it's still, I know I'm not the target audience, and it comes across <laughs> in the writing for sure. Um, but I'm still legitimately invested in this story. I think it's fun. I am really looking forward to finishing this book and continuing on reading I am savoring this while I can. Yeah. Because after the series, I have no idea where this is going to take us. <laughs> I don't know what other books I'm going to <laughs> yeah, be reading. Yeah, who knows what we'll go into next. But so far, I really like this. Selena's cool. Yeah. I think when, when Kale dies, whenever that is, because I know it's coming, I'm going to be devastated. But until then, I'm all about this. This is fun. Awesome. I'm really enjoying this. Well, I'm, I'm really glad to hear that because... I, I think I've said this before, but this is this is my all-time favorite series. And I just, I mean, we're only in book two. We've yeah. got the prequels next after this. And then we're jumping into Era of Fire. And man, with book three, it's just like, 
it really gets started. And it is similar to me of like, if you've seen Game of Thrones and how it's just like all of these things are going on and then you've got these clever tie-ins and things that shock you. And I, I love it so much and I'm so excited for you to read all of it. And I'm really glad that you're enjoying it. I'm ready for it. Yeah. I'm ready for it. Awesome. Okay. Well, let's let's wrap this up. So I have a couple of quiz questions for you just let's to do see it. how much you paid attention. Let's Obviously, you had lots of hot takes on Kale, Nehemia, Archer, all sorts of stuff. Oh, yeah. But let's see what details you took in. Now, we kind of skipped over Caltaine a little bit, but I've got a couple of questions on her. Oh, man. So when we when so Selena goes to visit her yep. in the dungeons and Caltaine keeps saying she hears something. What is she hearing? Wings. Yes. So you're right. So there is a, a through a through line in this book of people hearing wings mm-hmm. in places where there is evil. Like mm-hmm. um, Nehemia talks about it. Her scouts. Being, yeah. yeah, her scouts in the mountains um, where Cain was from, hearing wings and mm-hmm. their scouts never returning. And Caltaine hears wings. And yeah, so, so wings flapping is like a sign of evil that has kind of been throughout this whole book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's been little moments of it. I haven't brought it up in big yeah. things because so it hasn't yeah. actually come up yet, but it yes. doesn't mean anything yet, but just wanted to bring that up. Cause I've it's noticed twice. I've noticed it. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you got that one, right? This one, I don't, this is just thrown out, I think in one sentence. So Duke Parrington, we don't see him very much in this book. He was in the first book a lot more. But it is mentioned that he's soon to be returning to his keep. Where yes. is his keep? What's it called? It's it's in the south, and it starts with an M. Yes. Um, <laughs> similar, <laughs> you know more than I thought you would know. <laughs> similar to last quiz. I don't remember the name. It's like Mayhole or like <laughs> what? What is it? It's Morath. Morath. Okay. Mayhole, like Kale. <laughs> No, I was. It was spelled differently in my okay. head. Yeah, it's Morath. Morath. Yeah, Morath. I, I I knew generally what it was. Yeah, he wanted okay. them in the south to be able to deal with the rebels if they were there. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Now this one's a little, a little more fun, kind of lighthearted. Okay. Um, so you mentioned that Selena paid attention to a lot of Kale's, you know, details and favorite things for his birthday. Yep. What is Kale's favorite stew? Oh, um, shoot. I spe- it was like boar's head, but not boar's, <laughs> boar's head. head. No, that's that's the name of the she deli meat. She went to meats. Publix and no, got some boar's get, head. No, no. <laughs> it Excuse was, me, can I get two pounds, please? <laughs> no, it, but it was like boar stew, right? Yes, it is roasted boar stew. Roasted I'll, boar I'll, stew. I'll give it to you. Sorry, I <laughs> boar's head. Oh, Come my on. Gosh. I was close. Okay. Borst. One more question from the book. And then I've got my classic, you know, one SJM question. So last one from the book. This gets briefly mentioned when Dorian is looking through his family history stuff. And he mentions Elena's father. Do you remember his name? <sighs> Again, it starts with a B. It's not it Brutus. But it's, it's like. not Brutus. But it's something very. Bruner? Nope. I'm just going to tell you. Okay. (laughs) It's Brannon. Brannon. Okay. So it basically says that Elena's father is Brannon. So Gavin. And he's like the Faye guy. He's a, yes, he's Faye and he's the first king of Terrison. Yes. Gavin is the first king of Adderlin. So just, I feel like you should know. And he inherits Adderlin. 
Yes, or Brandon he is gifted. Brandon Adderland. gives them yes. as they are now like married. He gives them Adderlin yes. as yes. their territory. Yep. So they start that. Yeah, I know all these details. You I do. Still, I don't you know did the a names. good job. Yeah, I don't know the names. Okay, so you pass the book test now. Brandon. You have no reason to know this one, but let's see if you get it right. <laughs> So Sarah Janet Mass, as you know, her yes, middle name. Janet. <laughs> she has a degree in creative writing. Okay. Obviously. Makes sense. Cool. She also has a minor. What do you think her minor is in? Poli sci. She has a poli sci minor. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not poli. <laughs> I I mean, I got nothing. Yeah. I have no idea. So it's religious studies. Okay. Which I feel like in all of her books, she just gets very much so into like kind of different different religions and stuff. Like she's I just got feel that like that's part of fantasy. Like it is. Yeah, th- th- there's all these things of like the origin of religion is like magic and like the the human interaction with that. And so there, there's all yeah with this... the greater power. Of, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so like, how does that manifest itself in people? Yeah. And yeah. it's recorded in like ancient. Um, you know, stuff is magic and mm-hmm. turns into what we now understand as religion. So that, like, that makes that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I just threw out polysacks. So that'd be no. Fun, that's but... hilarious. I love that. <laughs> okay, let's wrap this up. Last thing is your thorn and rose for the first half of Crown of Midnight. All right, my thorn. It's got to be Nehemia. Okay. Again, I my my thorn for thorn of. Or um, <laughs> throne of glass. Throne of glass. Throne of sorry, glass. <laughs> my thorn for the first book, um, or at least the first part of it, was Nehemia. Again. It was, yeah. Um, because I feel like she just does not deal with things in a reasonable way. Right. This was when she was chasing all the demons. By yeah, and just not telling anyone <laughs> about it. Yeah. Her asking Selena to start a full blown rebellion as she is the king's right hand assassin yeah. is ridiculous and causing a huge fight over it. And then not telling her about the rebellion in any sort of real sense, like just asking her to go on faith makes absolutely no sense. Mm-hmm. That was ridiculous. And pairing that with, I don't know if she was involved in it, but the rebels plan to kidnap Kale to try to get Selena to do what they wanted or to like stop pursuing them. Stupid plan. Yeah. Dumb. Yeah. Like, again, they didn't come up with a potty count, but she should have killed 20 of those rebels. Yeah. And that should have been a huge hit to them in an actual thing that mattered. Yeah. In any sort of real sense of like her being an assassin. Mm hmm. That was a stupid plan. And Archer's like, oh, maybe we went about this wrong. Yeah. No <laughs> yeah, crap. We lost 20 of our men. <laughs> hey, I, I know you have nothing to lose and nothing to live for, but let me kidnap the one thing in the world that you love and yeah. then hope that you cooperate with us. Yeah. And want to talk to us before you just kill us all. Yeah. yeah. So stupid. <laughs> so dumb. Like, yeah. that's ridiculous. What a... Yeah. yeah. I am upset at that. So, Nehemia... Again, being a bad friend, <laughs> I thought I thought that she was a bro. She is not a bro. Nehemia confirmed, not, not a bro. A bro. <laughs> um, and then the rebels being dumb. That, like those okay. are it, it, there were two two thorns kind of lumped together. Okay, because I don't know how much she was involved in that. Right. But okay. Okay. Way. So we got your thorn. Now, what about your rose? What did you love about this? My favorite thing was the rebel fight when Nehemia, or sorry, when <laughs> Selena went in and killed all the rebels mm-hmm. potentially. Um, when we actually see her be the assassin yeah. that she says she is, mm-hmm. that is what we're here for. Yeah. Like showing, not telling that, that yeah. I'm, I'm so about that. I tell you this all the time. <laughs> 
I like being shown, not told. Yeah. So her finally being the assassin, jumping through a window, dramatic entrance, her being self-aware of it, throwing daggers at archers. I do love that part where she's like, I'm Adderlin's assassin for a reason. Like dramatic entrances are part of my thing. Yeah. It's like, like, that's my speciality. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's so fun. Like that's what fun fantasy should be. It should be that over the top, her jumping into like, it's the... It's like, like the movie Blade, how Blade just like <laughs> runs around killing all these vampires with yeah. the sword. Just like he's being, untouchable. He's yeah. untouchable. He's just the coolest. Like she is Blade in this moment. Yeah. Um, like jumping through the window and being awesome. Yeah. And like that's so fun. That's so cool. That was my rose. It was her finally being the assassin that she says she's because again, I will reiterate <laughs> the only people she has confirmed killed is that random rebel and that dude's wife. <laughs> that is it. We don't even know what rebel she killed in this fight. We we don't know. It okay. is not confirmed. But yes, cool scene. But cool, cool scene. scene. Yes. yes, exactly. Yeah. So that was my rose. All right. Well. But her and Kale's romance was pretty great too. Yeah, that's, that's a little petal on I, the rose. I, was, I mean, that could be its own rose. But yeah, let me just tell you all that Matt, Matt was he I think fist bumped the air. I was um, in I was a coffee punching, shop this morning. Like, yeah, he was like, punching I was punching the air. I was I was very happy. I, I mean, honestly, I was doing that when they kissed and then like the next paragraph they have sex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, my gosh, they did it. Yeah. Um, I'm all about it. Yeah. I'm Team Kale. You guys know. You guys know I'm Team <laughs> Kale. My boy. He pulled through. Awesome. Okay. Well, let's let's see. Like I said, the very next chapter you're gonna read. It. I mean, it's it's throwing you in deep. You're not ready, but <sighs> I am see. ready. I you're ready. Read yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we will we'll wrap up Crown of Midnight next time. But until then, please follow us on Instagram at My Fantasy Husband Podcast and leave a rating and a review. We're on Spotify and Apple Music as well as Amazon. Apple Podcasts, not Apple Music. Oh, Apple Podcasts. Yes. They're different. different things. Yeah, yes. They're different. Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Amazon. And until next time, keep those pages turning and those loins burning. Finally. Yeah.